Buckle up everyone and welcome to Carpool Rugby League, a show where three rugby league tragics talk everything rugby league on your way to or from work. I'm Graham. I'm the Chameleon. Welcome aboard and on with the show. Yes, it's Tuesday, and you know what that means. It means we're that bloody excited about the footy and origin and everything that's happening that we're going a day early. It's Tuesday night. I've got the chameleon on board. How are you going this fine Tuesday evening, Griffo? Yeah, I'm going well, thanks, Graham. Yeah, I'm, I'm still excited last week, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many pointer sisters there are, but uh, there's probably enough to keep me excited for a few weeks, I should imagine. Yeah, well, they're all pointing at Griffo at the moment. All the pointers <laughs> are pointing that way. And look, we got plenty to talk about this week. It's a massive show. Um, hopefully, we'll have uh, Shano on board at some stage. He's got a prior commitment, obviously, with the change of night. Uh, we're trying to fit everyone in. But we're hoping to have him on a little bit later on to um, give us some insight into what's going on in the world of rugby league. But um, look, massive show tonight, Griffo, because we've got massive news in regard to the Origin teams. We've got uh, also to our mid-season report card. So, uh, you know, being teachers as we are, we like the uh, report card at the end of each semester. The half yearly. It's the the half yearly. So we'll give everyone an update on how their team is going. And here is Shano. We were just saying, Shano, that we hope to have your report. We've just actually kicked off the podcast. We're in the intro. so Hello, everyone. You haven't missed much. Um, Beautiful. So we might as well get straight into it. Um, Yep. Just, Why not? We'll, we'll go over the scores from last week just to keep everyone up to date and uh, abreast of what's going on in the NRL. Uh, kicked off last week, uh, round 12 on Thursday night with the Storm 28-8 to winners over the Seagulls. So uh, struggles in recent, recent weeks for Manly uh, when they're not turbocharged continue. Uh, the Cowboys, uh, unfortunately, they didn't get a try when they travelled down to Penrith last week. 22-0 is a bit of a... Um, you know, crash back down to earth for the Cowboys who have been flying high all season. I think they were good, Bill Graham. You know, I mean, defensively. Edwards oh. were outstanding. Yeah. Like, Edwards were brilliant. Like, it was just... It, it shows I, the quality of the, of the... This is what I, I was actually saying to someone the other day. I said, it's it just shows the quality of the, you know, the top teams. Like, your, your Penrith, your Melbourne and, and whatnot. Because... The the Cowboys are a good team. They played well, but Penrith's yeah, just on another, I, another level. There was a young there was a young Cowboys fan I was talking to on the weekend, and yeah, did you know? Like he was just talking about it. And I, you know, I thought I said, look, mate. I said, if you take in the last five years, you take the best performance by the Storm, the best performance by the Roosters, the best performance by South Sydney. Um, you could probably throw in there some of the best performances from people like Manly. Penrith would have beaten every one of those performances the other night. <laughs> Brilliant. Like that, that was just, you know how you see a performance and you just think, wow. Yeah. Like nah. Where did that come? Like that's just out of this world. Yeah, Brilliant. Nah, they, were, they were phenomenal. I mean, another performance that made us go wow, but for wrong reasons, was the Titans the other night. They uh, went down somehow to the Broncos, 35 points to 24. Uh, on Saturday... The Newcastle Knights, 24 points to 16. Um, 
you'll probably recall last week, listeners, that this game I wasn't sure of, and I pretty much flipped a coin. It came up Knights. Lucky it did, because uh, that was the difference between me getting a full round and not. So, uh, thank He's you. He's doing it again. Thank you. He's doing it again. Thank you, Newcastle Knights. The, the master flip- tips to the captain. The flip phone has done it again. Um, but, yeah, so 24 to 16, the Knights got the job done in Redcliffe. South Sydney with a bounce back against the Tigers. The Tigers will be really disappointed with that second half after leading 18-12, went down to the Rabbitohs 44-18. Uh, the Roosters also, too, back in the winner's circle um, with a great win, uh, 36-16 over the Sharks. 34-24, plenty of points scored at Belmore on Sunday. The Dragons are on the better side of the scoreboard there over the Bulldogs. And the Parramatta Eels also getting the job done against the uh, Raiders on Sunday. So... Really, this was uh, lots of football last week. It was a it was an important round because there's a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of bit questions unanswered, you know, around the Cowboys and um, you know whether teams like the Rabbitohs and the Roosters could start to to bounce back and uh, get back on track. We'll go into a lot of detail into how these teams are travelling in our report card. But the other massive news that's come out of the weekend uh, is the selection for the State of Origin. So, fellas, I'd love to get your thoughts because last week. We actually gave our State of Origin teams uh, on the podcast. And I have to say, fellas, there are um, a few differences between the um, the teams that were named and what we thought would be named. We, we almost agreed and thought, you know, we, we may have had it or had it close. Um, we weren't too far off, fellas, but... Um, Look, just, just looking at the teams just and having a general chat about them before we do our big preview next week. So next week we might actually jump on Tuesday night as well so we can preview the origin for everyone prior to um, to the Wednesday game. But I think Griffo, um, just just starting off with the New South Wales team and the back line, a lot of players pick themselves, as we said last week, like Tedesco at the back, Luai and Cleary uh, in the halves. We were very keen on Katoni Staggs playing centre and we expected Brian To'o to be on the wing. But there were a couple of selections in that back line, mainly the uh, selection of Daniel Tupu on the wing and Jack Whiten starting centre, which um, we were surprised about even after the squad had been announced. Uh, we didn't think that he'd be in that centre um, center spot. And I know you've got a lot of thoughts about Jack Whiten and his experience in centre at origin level. I have. Now, Graham, I just... Sometimes life throws up surprises. The most recent surprise for me, I'm just eating my dinner and I discovered a hair in it. And you guys are probably not. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the worry, mate. It's not my hair. Uh, anyway, so, far out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I haven't got any sort of DNA testing or anything that I can work out who's so, there. For those of um, you that, that, that don't know, you won't find a bottle of shampoo in Griffo's house. It's, no, uh, it's redundant. No, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not blessed with hair on my head. I've got hair in other places, but um, on my head, not so much. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so much I don't want to know how it got in your bowl. But, anyway, <laughs> um, but, but besides that, I mean, it, we get back to surprises. And, um, you know, there was uh, certainly a couple there that you mentioned uh, um, you know, I, I feel for Josh Adelkar. Um He, I guess, would be uh, considered the unluckiest guy 
not to be wearing blue next uh, Tuesday. Um, yeah, he's been replaced by 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 Daniel Tupo, and uh, everything I listen to tells me that Tupo's having a really good year. I, you know, I, I can't say he's not having a good year, but uh, unfortunately for the Fox, he's going to the Bulldogs. And uh, like Matt Burton, now, Matt Burton hasn't played for the Blues, but you'd have to think if those two guys were still at Melbourne and Penrith, um, Josh Adokar is on the wing for New South Wales and Matt Burton is one of the centres. He was the Dallium centre of the year last year. Yep. So um, going to the Bulldogs has is, is, is not helped their, certainly not helped their representative career and, 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 and I dare say... Um, not help their career at all. But um, the big one, as you say, Jack uh, Whiten in the centres is a surprise to me. Um, I disagree with it. But in saying that, you know, Freddie knows a lot more than I know. Um, the proof of the, the pudding, I guess, will be uh, what we see next Wednesday because the last time Jack Whiten played in the centres for New South Wales... He copped an absolute bath uh, from Dan Gagai. And, uh, you know, I've heard reports coming out of Brisbane that Dan Gagai has been spotted coming out of IGA with a big bottle of a big, uh, I don't know if it comes in a bottle or a box of Radox. I was going to say Radox, <laughs> yeah, a bottle of Radox. Getting yeah. the Radox yeah, ready. Yeah. Uh, he wants to, you know, Jackie boy, uh, uh, I'm going to give you another bath. That's, uh, that's what he'll be thinking, but. Um, you know, look, Jack White, and he's a quality player, but I just yes. think centre is not his position, um, and, and it worries me uh, defensively. Mm. And and that that poses a question, I suppose, Shano, there because Stephen Crichton um, was was the player we expected to be in that number four jersey. He's wearing the number fourteen jersey, and a lot of us expected that jersey to maybe people called that that White and maybe wear that fourteen utility jersey. Other people expected, um, I know we expected Nico Hines to be wearing that jersey. It'd be very interesting to now see the role that Crichton plays. I mean, does Crichton come on and play in centre and they move White and somewhere else? It's oh, as good as mine. I've I got to be honest, like, I know, you know, it, it, it's, all, it's, it's a bit strange. Like, you know, you've just got to put your faith in, in, in Fiddler that, that, you know, there's a reason why he has the gig and that's because he knows what he's doing. As someone who's watched football, um, I just don't get. I don't get it. Like um, when the chips are down, you know. Like yeah, you know, Griffo's right. What Dane Gagai did last time, and 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 this this, I yeah, I'm lost for words. Like you know, like like it's funny. We we talked about are we going tidbits, and I said don't worry because all my tidbits are around yeah. origin, and and you know, like the team, you know, like. Where, where we looked at Fittler's, when Fittler came in as coach, there was this harmonious view around New South Wales and how, and how strong the team was together. Um, apparently, he had to front up in front of the leadership group for a please explain because they weren't happy at okay. I didn't get picked. Um, you know, there's a lot of people shaking their head as to why Crichton's not the centre and... And, and Whiten's selection is just bizarre. Um, where, where previously he was surrounded by sort of calm and people going, well, he's picked a good team, he's picked the right team. 
He's got the right players. Let's go forward. His campaign started with with people in the Blues camp questioning what the hell's the team look like this? Does it look like this for? Um, just absolutely flawed arguments around things like, um, you know, uh, Ado Carr, for example, um, saying, well, he's playing for the Dogs. Well, Jack White, at least he's playing decent. At least he's playing some good football in a losing side. For a while there, Jack White was playing rugby football in a, in a losing side. You know, like, I just don't get... It's all the arguments you're using for certain players, like, you know, like to, to combat Cobo, we've got Tupo's height. Well, you know, you know, I, I just hope, I just hope he realizes that Brian Toto doesn't need to be tall. He's fine the way he is. Just leave him alone. It's, it's like, you know, like uh, Tupo's been playing some solid football. Um, you know, I, I just think, you know, Sawali getting picked. Like, okay, it's great for the young kid. And he's, he's, he's played some very good football. Far out. You know, I hope there's no injuries. Because it, it just it just feels like to me that last time he picked the side on merit and, and, and it worked. And this time, it's like there's a couple of favours of which Paul Crichton of the Angus kind didn't get any. Mm. And, and Trebojevic, I, I think the bigger things is not necessarily who he's picked. It's who he didn't pick. Um, Jake Trebojevic, who, who I thought had a, had a great game. Like, you know, like they didn't win, but he was pretty good in defense, especially. And, and um, the thing is, I look at it also understanding what the Queensland side is that got picked. And I just look at the Queens. It's almost like he tried to predict the Queensland side and what can we do to combat it? Oh, we need height on the wings. Let's get Tupo in there. Yep. Really? Um, you know, We've got to play you, you our need, game, put our best team got to play. That's we'll right. Win. That's 100% correct. That's and this is what, this is what, this is, oh, I'm not going to, I'm going to swear and I'm getting fired up. I should stop. Um, what annoys me in that big run where we lost significantly, <laughs> we played their game. Queensland just picked and stuck, had brilliant football, but you know what? You, you know, I, I, and you know, a refereeing decision, you know, Jared Hayne, I'm, I'm not going to go back, but, but what the problem was throughout that whole era is that we tried to predict what Queensland were going to do and we picked to combat that. Now we're the victors and we're doing exactly what we did when we were the losers. No, we need to pick the best side possible. Uh, in my opinion, Crichton is in the centres in that side. Um, Jack Whiten probably doesn't get a run. Uh, Nico Hines is the 14th player. Uh, Josh Adokar is on the wing. Hmm. Um, you know, like... Yeah, and that's how we had the last losing week. side, it's... this guy's scoring phenomenal tries. Yeah, and so, I mean... Solo tries. Like, he, he is a winner. Um, that's the know, argument, though. Because... Uh, Jake Trebojevic is in that side as well. So, Saifidi's not in my side. You know, I just look at it and I go... Well, of the Jacob Brazil's variety, like, we we didn't even have yeah, yeah, Jacob, Jacob variety. On that's right. Radar. You know that the lesser at the no it was last year, and I shouldn't say it like that. But you know what I mean? Um, it, it's I, I'm probably venting because I've had no one to talk to about this. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think I think what you're saying is now you're talking to the like, world, Shane. I feel like I'm on the couch now, but I've had no one to sort of vent to about this. And I just I look at the Queensland team and I go. They picked one to seventeen. The players informed doing it, and and 
But we've trusted Crichton. players at that level in the past. No, I don't you know? know. It's just like that's the thing. Like, like there's certain players getting picked. And I just think, what what's your purpose? What are you trying to prove? Like, I, I think Jack Whiten. Yeah, like, and it's and know. it's almost like in when when it suits, they'll they'll use the line. Well, they've done the job for us at that level before. Yeah. If we yeah, want to go off that, Josh Adokar has always performed at Origin level. And if uh, you can't tell me that he won't be able to perform surrounded by these players. And you know what the funny thing is? They they talked about Cobo. Oh, we need something to combat Cobo. Um, Tupo, Tupu, Tupo. I always get always say it wrong Daniel. the first time. T- Daniel Tupo. He in an attack very good, very high. Can catch the ball, you know. He's the guy I'm running at in defense, though. In defense, he's the one I'm running at. And you know, like, please don't tell me that there's some Tedesco Tupo bloody combination that needs to happen. I I really think directly owes, owes a few favors at the Roosters. I <laughs> I don't know. I just well, poor Crichton didn't get any. Um, no, I I true. just think that I I just think that I just hope I'm not watching it next Wednesday, you know, with sort of one hand over an eye and you know sort of going what it, it I believe the Blues can win and I love them but it's just there's I you know, I hate it I hate it and I, I and this I always get frustrated with this um you know. I hate it when I can pick three players ahead of the one that got picked. And that's what frustrates me. And, and now Addo Carr can have a great game on the weekend. Like, look, if Addo Carr was injured, all right, I'd then say, okay, you know, um, let, let's find really good finishes. People that when they get the ball 10 out, nine out of 10 times, it's, it's a try. Now, you all, everyone knows what team I go for. Mate, there's a good, the highest try score at Acor Stadium is 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 Alex Johnson. Now, I'm not saying that he's better than that Car. Car should be it, but I'm telling you now, goals to donuts. You know, like Tupo needs clear space and clear space and to be on the end of a pass to score. You know, like diving for the sideline, putting the hand out. Now, that's not his caper. It never has been. But you know, I just yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of wingers out there that I think can do the job. Um, you know, and I know we're talking about wing positions, but it's just, I thought Addo Cars, Addo Cars to me was the one that, like Jack White and getting picked, you go, oh, really? Like we're going down that road again. I hope, yeah, yeah anyway, I don't know who, well, look, like, yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, I just, they I could, just, I just they think, could have a great game. It could be a, a team. I hope they do. Oh, they do. I, yeah. I friggin' hope they but, do. But let's look. It's going to be let, a long night if they don't. Well, let's look at the positive side because there's some there's some good news stories in this squad. Obviously, some players who have been included in the squad and, um, you know, are going to be making their origin debut. We talked about, you know, players like Katoni Staggs. Um, Crichton's going to feature at some time. Um, Griffo, you talked about yeah, Ryan Madison so. being in your team the other day and we were... Yeah, we're yeah, predicting Madison. good things for him. Um, so that so really, really, Griff. There are some um, some some uh, great stories coming out of this, and some uh, keen youngsters that are going to get their chance to impress in the New South Wales Blues squad. Oh, look, for sure, um, it's still a good team. Yeah, it's still a good team. Yeah. Um, one point I wanted to bring up was 
last year, coming out of game two, there was a lot of talk that it was the greatest ever New South Wales backline. That was and there was a lot of evidence for that. Um, you had, you know, Teddy, he's still there. You had Brian Tott, all one wing, he's still there. Adelkar, Shano's talked about at length. Uh, and then in the centres, we have Latrell and Tommy. Uh, they're both injured. Um, and then you know, Luai and, and Cleary. And, good back line. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I think there's a lot. A lot. I, I can't think of a better one we've ever had. Um, it's really unfortunate that, you know, the two injuries to, to the real superstars, um, in, in Tommy Turbo and Latrell Mitchell, who were without doubt the two best players of the series last year. Now, that is a massive hole. Not just one of those superstars, but they're both out. Mm. Um, you know, it's possible, I guess, but we don't know whether we'll see Latrell um, in game two. Uh, I would hope so. But hope, you know, game three. Um, it's all a mystery with Luttrell. Um, so you're going from the best ever New South Wales backline. Mm. Um, two of those key components are out. And then you're taking another one off the wing. Um, I wouldn't have done it. But look, as I said, Brad Fittler knows a lot more than I do. That's right. Um Look, it's it's hard. You got to trust the coach, yeah. don't you? You have to. Um, you have to. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have made those those choices, but that's what we've got, and we've just got to get behind him. Um, I think Sims was another one we didn't really. Yeah, um, we haven't yeah, talked about the forwards yet, but yeah, the yeah, forward. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Look, and, and then that's the thing. Look, with the starting forward pack probably the only player in that New South Wales starting forward pack that we would be surprised is in that starting uh, lineup would be maybe Tarek Sims. I think with, you know, Haas and Paulo up front, we expected uh, Cook to be there at hooker. Um, Murray in that second row with Isaiah Yo at lock. I mean, I I thought that Crichton or Trebojevic could have been that other back row, but neither of them are there. If you you look at it and you go, how much... How, how, how much more stronger? And look, Sims has had some played some good games. Don't get me wrong; he's played some good footy. Yep. But Trebojevic, Trebojevic, and um, or or or, or um, Crichton, far out. You've got that. You know, you talk about the back line, best back line. Like, like that's a hell of a forward pack. And you've only got to look across at their um, counterparts. The, uh, you know, they're they're up against Tino Hunt, Papali, Kate, Will, Kafusi, Ruben, Cotter. So you know, no slouches in that lineup either. So yeah, I I I think Sims, uh, we didn't pick him, but you know, good on him. He's been picked. Yep. He's played some solid yeah. footy for the, the Dragons. Um, not surprised that he's there. But um, yeah. I'm just saying it wasn't it wasn't the starting, starting second pack where row, you... starting second row. Yeah. I, I, I think I didn't um, have him starting there. second row. I think. Look again. But, I think I don't, I don't think he's done much for the Dragons this year at all. I mean, he was actually out of the Dragons team at one stage early in the year. But 
Yeah. Um, yeah. He did have a very strong series last year. Mm. So that I um, no, I'm not arguing <laughs> yeah. that, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's. I just. Yeah. I just. It's just. I don't know. There's no yeah. consistency in the logic. That's well, what that's I think it. we're frustrated yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But and and as much as you know, obviously a lot of Blues fans are you know just scratching their head at the moment. That's the team we've got, and that's the team we're getting. We just got to get behind it. Yeah. Don't mind. Talking- look. The, the forwards on the bench, I don't mind. I reckon there's some quality forwards there. Liam Martin had to be in this squad. Uh, you talked about he was about there Martin. last year, and he's in. You know, he's been in good form this year. So, yep. Campbell can Gillard I, and Madison. It's a very Western Sydney bench there, though, isn't can it? Can I throw something out there that if um, look, I like Stephen Crichton. I think he should be starting. If if he's going to run with with Jack White and in the centres. I really think that either Nico Hines or Coruscant has to be in that side on the bench. I don't think Crichton on the bench. A good player, don't get me wrong, but... Mate, I reckon half an hour in, he'll be playing centre and White and will shift into somewhere else. It'll... I, I, I can't see White... I don't know. I, I, I can't see Crichton. If they... I, I, I can't see the logic in sitting Crichton on the bench and just throwing him in for a... T- tokenistic run with five to go well, that's the or thing. not using him because that, like, that, that's, that's how it feels think, at the moment he, it's a cover I for an injury I think there is a strong risk that he does not get on the field depending on how the game's going that's yeah. what I'm concerned about I feel like he's the back on the bench to cover an injury and if there aren't but, any injuries in the backs and I think injuries. their logic is whilst Crichton can't cover any position if there is an injury in the squad Crichton plays centre and Whiten moves out of the centres yeah. to plug whatever yeah. other hole there is that's yeah, the but, logic to it. Okay, if we're going to look at form, surely Nico Hines is better for that. Then Whiten. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah, think. and I'm just, I'm just trying to, yeah. But yeah. look, I think um, we've spoken a lot about New South Wales, Queensland. Queensland striking side that team. Looks good. Harry Grant. I, I don't know if Harry Grant will start. Ben Hunt will move to the bench. I'm not too sure, but... The way they've got it listed is Hunt in nine and Grant yeah, that's, on the bench. That's right. Yeah, they're um, one to 17. That's good. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's a good I, side. There's a lot of strike there. We've talked on the podcast. Uh, everyone knows that we, we're fans of Xavier Coates and Selwyn Cobbo. Uh, speaking of at origin wingers, there's some real strike there. And with, um, you know, Holmes and Gagai inside of those two blokes, Ponga around the back and the likes of Munster and Cherry Evans. I'll be honest, fellas. I, 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 I really think their backline is phenomenal. I think this is a really dangerous backline with a lot of points in it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, they're, they're all strike weapons. Um, what I will say is I think there's uh, some guys there that can be defensively yeah, their game. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, they're a bit hot and cold. Now, Gagai, I've always considered to be a, an absolute great player, particularly at origin level. He had a he had a poor game defensively last weekend. Well, he's always um, had that in him. Like, we've, I've seen that plenty of times. Where, yeah, but he rises. He rises yeah, in yeah. the wrong jump. In an attack, he's an attacking genius at times. But, yeah. Jerry um, Evans I, was awful in defense last yeah, week, and he's got that in him. So there's targets there. I, um, uh, Xavier Coates, another one. 
there's a guy there's a guy in their reserves whose defense has been very very good and I'd say that's why he's um I'd say that's why he got picked in um Jai Arrow in that and I'm just wondering if well for Arrow that's a demotion he was always that a is a demotion but, but when you look it'd be interesting to see if in game two if, if their defense does fall apart a bit whether he can um find his way back in the side because when you look at when you look at that whole team as far as tackle efficiencies and, and those things go and he and in he can tighten up the middle it, you know he it would be an interesting thing but i think i i Glad actually he's not there i'm a huge I, fan no, no. yeah yeah well, I, I remember um, remember last week talking I, about the teams i, want I brought up the, i brought up yeah. Kafusi because none of us had him in the in the no. in the team i thought oh, i feel like Kafusi might might get a bench spot he's starting in the second row um i also think that griffo i mentioned lindsay collins as a as a possible inclusion he's found his way onto the bench um so he's a he's, he's ahead of uh you know the likes of of Jai arrow as as well I mean, so there's is it possible arrows paying the paying the price for his dalliance last year could be yeah is that yeah could be know? i i i've yeah. forgotten about that that's true that's a fair point griffo because to me, he's he's a starting, not 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 even on the bench. He's a starter for the Rolls, mm. mm. and I'm glad he's not there. Um, he's the sort of guy who's going to put pressure on on Cleary and Luai. Uh, you know, the other blokes will too, but I just think he'll do it better. One bloke that is starting in that four pack, Ruben Cotter. Um, yep. So welcome. we can at least not say, welcome back. That's right. Welcome we can, forward. <laughs> so game two, we're allowed to say that we'll welcome him yeah. back, but um. It's probably worth mentioning not only Ruben Cotter, but also uh, Nanai on the bench. Um, he's another deputant. Um, and we also, uh, obviously, two deputants there from the Cowboys. Uh, their great form being rewarded. Uh, another player making his debut, obviously, is Selwyn Cobo. But all of a sudden, we're starting to see um, the Cowboys really feature again in this Queensland uh, squad with some uh, informed players. Uh, especially those forwards there, because even mm. looking down into the reserves, uh, you know, you got the hammer, Tulagi, and and did in there. So good to see the Cowboys getting um and, getting and rewarded. Billy there. Slater, Billy Slater was pretty adamant when he said he's picking on form. He said, "Look, you know, it's you know, I, I think I think it was quite interesting when um you now a lot of people said, oh well, that's a different method for Queensland.' He goes, well, it's a different era." For Queensland, yeah. you know, the Queensland side I was a part of don't exist anymore. Yeah, this is a whole new, this is a new era, and we've got to, you know, we've got to, we've got to establish new things. And he, he actually, I thought he made a good point when he said, when we were picked way back when, all of us were picked on form, we're all new and we're all playing good footy. So he said, this is the new era, we've got to pick on form. So it's definitely, um, it's gonna be a good game, yeah. And that's what's scary for us as New South Welshmen because, um, when I look at this Queensland side, all the players are in form. So definitely going to be some big That's, matchups there. Yeah. 50-50. We'll give our preview next week. But yep. yeah, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to talk about with those uh, selections or non-selections. Um, yeah, just got to get behind the blues. Yeah, so we'll do a more in-depth preview next week where we look uh, at the, the positional matchups um, and go in-depth. And we might know a little bit more about the teams. Um, 
if you if you do like a punt, the the Maroons are good value at two thirty five at the moment. They got the really? <coughs> sports bet the Blues at one sixty at the moment, which um, yeah, I wish I was as confident as sports bet were. But um, look, love Origin time. Um, really, really, it's, it's it's an exciting time. We're well and truly into the season. Um, we've got Origin game one coming t- uh, next week, so there's plenty to keep an eye on. And uh, another man who's always keeping his eye on things is the Chameleon, and it's time for Griffo's Grab. What caught your eye this week, mate? Well, um, a player that uh, probably hasn't featured in uh, the Grab for a while, but one of the premier players in the NRL, James Tedesco. Tedesco. Capital, a captain of the Roosters, captain of the Blues, and he was back to his best last week. Um, I sort of, I was out Saturday night, so you know, so could see the screen uh, at a pub, but I was a long way from it. But uh, he seemed to be doing some good stuff, and I, I looked at the uh, the KO mini, um, and anything good the Roosters were doing. He was uh, he was thereabouts. Uh, great stats from the game. One try, two thirty-eight running meters, two line breaks, three line break assists, two try assists, and nine tackle breaks. So back to his best, Teddy. Not that he's you know, not that he wasn't going well this year, but um, it's pleasing to see that guy because we sort of forget because we just expect that every week he's going to be good and he is um and you know he he was sort of i guess overshadowed a bit last year by by turbo and, and the things that he was doing um and luttrell as well uh, but uh last week i thought he was he was absolutely brilliant for the roosters um good to see him in form and uh yeah, he's a, a huge part of anything that New South Wales are going to do next Wednesday. Um, he's going to be part of it, and uh, glad he's back in tip-top form. Not that he was ever, you know, going badly, but uh, just back to his best last week, Teddy. Yeah, it's good timing for us as New South Welshmen, and um, it, we talked just briefly about it last week. It was sort of the the turning point for the Roosters, I suppose. I, I remember tipping the Roosters in my my reasoning was basically they have to start winning. And um, I, I suppose what you're saying there is, you know, you got you got blokes like Teddy that can see that and turn it around. So good to see him back in form at the right end of the year. Well, for, as always, from the highs to the lows, uh, I'll, I think, uh, I don't know if you'll be surprised with Graham's gaff, but it's a, it's a bit of a different one this week. So, this week's gaff. Sometimes it, it's a, it's an event. Sometimes it's a player. I think this might be the first time I've given a gaff to a, an entire team. Uh, they've worked hard to earn it this week. The Gold Coast Titans get my gaff for this week. Now, for those who didn't watch the game the other night, um, I think I'm correct in saying they were twenty-four to four up uh, against the Brisbane Broncos. 
My gaff is just basically the fact that you can be winning a football game 24 to 4. Um, and with half an hour to go and lose the game 35-24. What I think is disappointing about this one, fellas, and I know we'll talk a bit more about them a little bit later, but I've just been so disappointed in the Titans this year. I had so much hope. I thought they were going to go so well. We talked them up so much at the start of the year. But they just, I don't know, they just feel like they keep disappointing us. Um, Were our expectations too high? I don't know what you guys think. No, I think they were realistic. They were in the eight last year, remember? Yeah. And um, no, they, they, they uh, they've gone backwards, obviously. But um, they're a team. The squad is a top eight squad. Um, the performance is well. You know, if if, if rugby league was a forty-minute game. Um, they'd be higher up the ladder. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's very true. It, it, it seems to be one of those. I'd love to have a look at some stats in that in regards to you know how they go first half, first second half, and whatnot. Because that's a, that's an interesting point. They just don't seem. Yeah, they just seem to fall off. They can't put together um, you know that sustained effort. So they get my gas this week. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I I had the game on and I actually. You know, ducked out for a minute and I came back and I was like, what? What's happened here? Like, I, I was, yeah. Anyway, you can never never assume that the Titans are going to get the job done. Um, so, yeah, hopefully hopefully they start to have a turnaround because I'm pretty much getting to the point now when we look at the table, guys. Um, they're in that group of t- teams I'm, I'm putting a line through. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, they're, I, not, they're, they're only done. on three wins. We'll talk think, about that later, but uh, yeah, I, I think they're I think they're done. But we'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment because I think what we uh, probably should get stuck into, fellas, is the um the half yearly report card. So at present, um, we've got uh, we're twelve rounds down. We're heading into round thirteen this week. A lot of teams have to buy this week. Uh, so we're pretty much at the halfway point of the season. So we're getting a pretty fair indication of how um, the teams are going. Obviously, they've still got half a year to turn it around, and you never know what happens in this uh, weird and wonderful competition. But uh, we'll go through team by team, and we might work our way up the ladder. Uh, we often do that when we do these uh, these report cards. So we might start off uh, with you, Griffo. I know you've been looking very closely at all the teams. Um and I'm pretty sure you've got a uh, letter grade for us, an A to E grade. Um, the Bulldogs, at the moment, the lay of the land is they've won two games. They're sitting in 16th spot. Um, how would you uh, fill out their report card at present? Uh, no good. <laughs> no nah. good. Uh, two wins, 10 losses. Four points. Uh, they'll get the buy at some stage. That'll get them another two. But uh, uh, minus one forty nine, which isn't great. But when you've had that many losses, I suppose you, it could be worse. Um, this was a team that I did not expect to make the eight, but I did expect they would show a little bit more. But look, I thought they'd been on the fringe of the eight. Um, you know, in that uh, sort of nine through to 12, um, that they've been awful. 
their coach is gone. Um, they've got players who they bought who were representative quality players who are no longer representative players. Um, that says a lot in itself. Uh, I think there's a complete lack of confidence there. Um, it, it's an E, simple. Hmm. E, as in E being uh, the bottom of A, B, C, D, E, not E for excellent. Yeah. <laughs> no. In that yeah. case, in that's, that's, case, I'd give him an S. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to really, you know, give him anything else. The only positive, I suppose, Shano, that I can point out was at this point last year, um, the Bulldogs had only won one game, so they're doing twice as good as last year. Ah, uh, they're 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 a shambles. Um, I I really, I I feel for some of the, yeah, you know, I know, probably two players I feel for the most is 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 Burton and Ado Carr. You know, on the weekend it was a classic example of just their forwards. They just don't know how to tackle, and they don't want to tackle. Like, like they don't care in the middle. They, they they'll concede sixty meters, and they just don't care. Hmm. Um, that's the that's the problem I have. Where you got these players who just rip in and do everything they can. They take hit ups. They get belted. There's, you know, Burton won't last the year. Um, he'll get injured. There's no protection for that man. He he kicks as high as he can. He, he does everything. He just gets pummeled. There's not one forward that's willing to step in for him. Um, they got the laziest forwards. There's reserve grade forward packs that would outshine the dogs. And as long as that's the case, they could have the they could have Bellamy. That wouldn't matter. They they just they they just they just don't have the ethic. Uh, you know, a lot of them, not all of them, um, a lot of them, they, I, I was with Griffo and I, I got to be honest, I thought, I thought halfway through this year we'd be talking about a team that, you know, is, is not on in the eight, but that, that's definitely an improvement that, that they're, they're, they're flatlined. Yeah. And, and this week, I'll, I'll tell you what, they've got, they got an opportunity, we'll talk about it later on, but they've got an opportunity this week against the very understreaked Panthers. Um, and, you know, everyone's still considering them outsiders, but <coughs> it's um, it's been a tough year for them. I, I, I think most of us would assume that it's going to continue. Uh, another team that I think people have been disappointed with. I know that not many people had the Tigers towards the top of the ladder, but still for Tigers fans, it's disappointing the fact that we're halfway through the season. We're still only seeing three wins from them, Griffo. Um, they've been good in patches. They'll they'll get done and then obviously they'll bounce back at a point. I mean, they beat teams like Parramatta, who are a quality team. Uh, people rate South Sydney as a quality team. They they defeated South, and uh, they also have a win against the Bulldogs uh, back in round eleven. Um, but uh, they're they're another team that's um, that's been very up and down this year, but more down than up. This is another team that gets a lot of media, um, as do the Bulldogs. None of it for the right reasons. Um, 
there's always a, a question on whether Michael Maguire is still going to have a job. That That's the big headline again now. Um, they started poorly. Uh, I think they had a game against Melbourne where they didn't play too bad. They're actually leading, but got run down and went down by a bit. And then after that, the wheels sort of fell off. And then they turned it around um, against Parramatta with a, a victory that no one could have expected. And then they uh, doubled it up by beating the Rabbitohs the following week with another field goal victory. So they had a bit of a purple patch there or a, or a uh, black, white and gold patch, I suppose. Um, I think it's more orange than gold, personally. I don't know whether they call it black and gold, it's orange. Um, but uh, not to worry. Um, I agree. Uh, they, they, yeah, they did start. And even some of the games in recent weeks where they were losing were quite competitive. Um, I, I saw the first half last week and uh, I actually tipped the Tigers, which was, you know, stupid. But, um, but they looked all right, 12-0. And then uh, and Brent Naden you know, get stripped of the ball by, uh, of all people, Jackson Paulo. And I thought that was the turning point. I didn't see the second half. I was on a bus towards the city and I was looking at the updates and it was Tigers uh, going further and further behind. Um, yeah, it's a D for them. Uh, they don't have the best squad. Uh, their best player hasn't played all year uh, in Adam Dewey. Um, he'll come back, but it, it'd be too late. Um, they're out of contention. I, I will say I've been incredibly impressed by Jackson Hastings. Um, mm. Just the leadership that he brings to a team that had five captains. He wasn't one of them. Uh, I think the future for that team is one captain, Jackson Hastings. Um, and yeah, there's better days ahead for these guys uh, when they get in. Corey Sow and, uh, and Papali'i next year, Isaiah Papali'i. Um, yeah, I think they'll, uh, they'll be, whoever the coach is, um, I think they'll improve next year quite considerably. But there's still that culture there of, of not being able to win, uh, essentially. Um, and that's going to take a little bit of changing. Shano. Yeah, I can't imagine. add. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much it. They, they, you know, they, they've won... They won. They won two games, you know, by not much. Um, it, it, they've got the they the difference with the Tigers. A lot of people say, "What's why is the Tigers different to the the to different to the Dogs?" And and my thing with the Tigers, where where I'd actually say they're worse than the Dogs in this regard, is their resilience. The minute like. They need everything going their way. They need the call. Yeah. They need knock-ons. I think back when they beat um, Para, you know, like Para did everything to lose it. Same when they beat South. South did everything to lose that game, you know, uh, uh, typified by Jai Arrow taking a shot at field goal. Um, you know, like they, they, the minute something goes against them, the minute there's a drop ball, or the minute there's a strip, or the minute a call... 50-50 call just doesn't go their way. They fall in a heap. And, and you know, if there's one thing 
no, a lot can be said about Michael Maguire and, you know, is he a good coach? Is he not a good coach? The thing he hasn't done for the Tigers is build resilience. They're a step, you know, they're not as, you want to beat the Tigers. You just, you just got to you know, force an error and that's it. They just crumble. There's yeah. no resilience. Like everything Griffo said, I can't add to. I fully they, agree. And yeah, they felt a bit the other night. They absolutely felt a bit the other night. They've done it all the time. They've done it all year. They've done it for the last two years. Yeah. Well, good news for the Tigers Jackson fans. Hastings. Jackson yeah. Hastings. Yep. Yeah, agree. He's. Um, I've got them a D minus D. The good news for the Tigers is they do have the bye this week, uh, so they can't lose this week. Um, after that, they play the Seagulls. Then there's a big um, game against um, the Bulldogs in round 15. I'm, Tigers, Dogs, I'm, big one. While we're on. talking about the bye, I'm going to say it now, and that's the last time I'll say it, why we've got two points of the bye. It's my gripe. If you go back through the carpool uh, library, I've had plenty of rant on it. It shouldn't be two points anyway. There you go. Yeah. I've said it now. Yeah, so uh, just to give people an indication, this time last year, the Tigers... Uh, they had uh, four wins, were on eight points, so they had one extra win this time last year. Uh, I did mention a minute ago, Griffo, my uh, segment that the Titans, uh, they got my gaff last week for their loss against Brisbane. They threw away a massive lead. Uh, they've also only got three wins for the year. We briefly touched on the fact that we had a lot of um, excitement about them at the start of the year. Those wins uh, this year, they've come over the Warriors, uh, a narrow 8-6 win over the Tigers, and the other win they had was over the Dragons. So even looking at the wins they've had this year, they don't really have a big scalp. They're, they're basically beating the other teams that we'd expect to be in the uh, bottom half of the ladder. And they're also beating themselves in a lot of games. Yeah. Um, massively disappointing. For disappointing, by the way. Um, again, uh, as I said earlier, they, they've got a top eight squad. Um, they made a choice to let Fogarty go, uh, which I guess they probably might be regretting. Um, there is a lack of experience, especially in the spine. Um, the sex bomb. They said he's our man um, for number seven, and he probably hasn't quite aimed up to expectations. Um, I was coming home from the Panthers game last week and listening to the first half uh, of that Broncos-Titans game, and, and they were praising uh, Deluxe Sexton, saying, you know, he's had it, having it, which he was when I saw some of the things that he did. He set a couple of tries and unfortunately got injured. Um, and then uh, it all turned uh, the other way. Uh, I think he came back on later, but it was was all over. Um, for reasons that I don't quite understand, uh, I know Campbell was got an injury, but then when he came back, he wasn't selected. Um, so, yeah, if he's not in their best 17, well, you know. I've never watched the game of rugby league, but um, but again, coach knows more than I do. But uh, he thought, you know, put Brimston back to full back, and I don't think they actually won a game until Campbell came back. So um, they got talent there, but 
there's no mental strength. Um, you know, like uh-huh. Shano said about the Tigers, no resilience. These guys are, are similar. Um, it's not the first time that they had a massive lead and, and went down. I think early in the year, they were up against the Raiders by a similar score. It might have been 22 nil. And then the Raiders got a try right on half time down in Canberra. And then in the second half, went on and, and ran down the, the Gold Coast. Um, yeah, it's uh, they're not what you'd call a team of substance, really. Um, and as I said, part of that is due to their inexperience. But the management and the coach said, you know, this is who we want to have in our team. And, uh, yeah, they let Fogarty go. Um, uh, they're a D. They should be, yeah, they should be much higher up the ladder. And, um, you know, they can test teams. Again, they, they can they can play some really good football for 20 or maximum of 40 minutes. Um yeah, they might have to uh, be one of these teams that go and start their own league, the, uh, you know, some sort of rebel league where you only play for 40 minutes uh, and then there'll be a chance. Like the, like the speed dating of NRL. Yeah, well, that's, I think that's where I'll be tomorrow night, actually. I'll be not of the NRL, but still, yeah. Well, good luck with that. Uh, hopefully you have better yeah, luck. Yeah, I need Titans. a lot of luck. Because, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's on your dating profile? I have no hair. But the only hair I have is in my food. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that wasn't mine. That was somebody else's. I lost. <laughs> look, straight up. Look, we're, we're having a bit of a laugh here, but fair dinkum. The Titans were supposed oh, yeah, to be our big improvers. I mean, they were this time last year, they were sitting on 10 points with five wins. They've, they've gone backwards. They've the gone biggest backwards. thing, Graham and Griff, Griff, look, Griff mentioned everything I was going to say was basically, again, mental strength. The biggest thing with, with the Titans is they're 300 in the against column. They're in the same against as the, as the Newcastle Knights. And they've got the second worst, or equal second worst in the league. Um, I think uh, the, the Warriors has 311 against. Um, the... the, the I think I think it's resilience and an apathetic attitude towards defence. They, they they honestly believe that they can outscore teams, and their position on the ladder significantly says otherwise. Um, their whole idea is we just let a try and then we'll score one. Well, the problem is you're not scoring as many, and it's it's putting you in the position on the ladder where you know that they were in they were in a position last week where they shouldn't have lost that match. Um, you, you know, like even at one start, someone said to me, oh, what if they were to win by a point? I said, well, they win. They get two competition points. It doesn't matter. Like the comeback's the comeback, you know, but good, good sides know how to win. They, the, their attitude towards defence is nothing more than apathetic. And like defence, it starts with a D and that's where they're at. I, I, I think there's some players, especially in their forward pack, that defensively need to have a very long, hard look at themselves and and ask, am I really NRL standard? Mm. And they're very high-paid players yeah. as well. Yeah, they've got, they got a few tough uh, games over the next few and, weeks. And as... same with, I agree with Griff and everything else he said. I, I don't know where 
that I don't know where he's gone old mate he played at the start of the year and the MIA now almost so yeah it's 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 they're tough to watch they really are a tough team to watch like I, I couldn't imagine fronting up to the ground and and actually putting a Titans jersey on that that would be that'd be hard right now because the money on the field says they should be in the eight. Yeah, well, over the next three weeks, they'll um, get a fair indication of um, what it's like to play teams that are in the top eight. They've got the Cowboys this week, Rabbitohs um, the week after, and then the Sharks the week after that. So a bit of a tough correct me, as well. Correct me if I'm wrong, Fafita injured. Yeah, three weeks. Three yeah. weeks, so he'll be missing for those three games. Yeah, so, and again, only the missing... Yeah, you know, when you say he's missing, he's been doing a bit in defence, in attack. But yeah, he's one of those ones that really need to start plugging holes because he's big enough to. Mm. Well, next team we're going to talk about the Newcastle Knights. We we've we've mentioned all year, Griffo, their their start to the year. They started off with a couple of great wins. Um, then they had that game against Penrith, which was a bit of a turning point, and then they were. It was just downhill from there. They're, they're sitting at the moment on four wins and eight losses. Um, but, um, yeah, given the, the hot start in the first couple of weeks, uh, they, they have been disappointing. Absolutely. Um, I've got to say I didn't expect they were going to go too well this year. Um, the loss of Mitchell Pierce, the injury to... Um, to Brayley, um, I think it's Jaden Brayley. Is I got it mixed up. Um, Blake, I think Blake's the guy at the Sharks, isn't he? Or, yes. Yeah. yeah you're uh, right. And apparently, there's another younger brother as well uh, coming through the uh, juniors at the Sharks, who's also pretty mm-hmm. handy. So it's uh, yeah, if you're in the Shire and your name's Brayley, uh, chances are you're a hooker um, of some description uh, and a pretty good one at that. Um, Mrs. Braley's so, just fallen off her chair. <laughs> yeah, well, but they got to um, get new stools over there at the brothel anyway. But continue on. <laughs> uh, so I, I didn't really think they were going to go too well this year, um, but they started really well. I think with round one they beat the Roosters, which um, for all my tipping. Uh, decimated uh, me in that first round uh, in all sorts of competitions but um i thought gee you know it's, it's a good job that you know they can they can do that um and they backed it up they beat someone in the second round i don't think it was a top line team but and then they uh, they were leading the ladder after two rounds they were ranked number one went up to bathurst to play the panthers and they were matching them until a brain explosion from Mitch Barnett got himself sent off and uh, Penrith went on and won that game but the Knights actually played quite well and scored a number of points with a player down um, but it's just been a you know it's been a sad a sad season for them really they have been hard hit by injuries probably you could argue that they've been worst hit of any team um, but uh, again, they've got a lot of quality players 
but uh, they just can't get any consistency in their game. And um, it's a D for the Knights as well. I, I can't see them challenging at all for the eight. Um, the best I can see them doing is maybe getting out of the bottom four, just into that next group. But uh, yeah, it doesn't look good for them for this year. Yeah, no, another, I, another team trainer. I, I agree with everything. I, it, it's funny. Um, oh, they're, they're a team that, you know, like everything they do is contagious. When they're playing well, it's like they can't stop playing well. And then when they're playing awful, they can't stop playing awfully. Um, it's, it's a, I agree. I think that the injuries have hit them hard. I think the Penrith game in so many ways took, took so much wind out of their sails. Um, the brain explosion didn't help. It's almost like looking back on it where we thought, wow, they're, they're a juggernaut at the moment. They're playing so well. Everything's together. Everything's done so well. They must have just been hanging on by a thread. And it just took a brain explosion, a couple of injuries, the biggest the biggest problem that the Knights have is they can't score points at the moment. Um, they just can't get the ball to Ponger in good areas. They Their forward pack can't get over the halfway half the time, and that is if they get to the end of the set because they've dropped the ball on the third. Um, they're in a hole... And they not they're not even digging a hole to fill a hole. They're just in it, and I think they're just waiting for someone to push the sand back over them and starting again. I they're a, I almost gave them a knee, but you know, injuries injuries. I'm giving them with you, Griff. I'm giving them a D. Interesting thing, they've got five players in the Origin squad. I know, I know. Who yeah, would have thought? As bad as they are, I know, and, and it just goes well to show that. When you're not, when you're not treating the ball with respect, and when you're not giving the right people the right ball, it just doesn't work. And you know what? You would argue that of those players, it's their attacking prowess that gets them into the Origin teams. But yet, it's, yet in attack they're horrible, and their defense is is just as bad. Like. You know, you talk about like their for and against is worse than the Titans, and they've got the same against column. They just can't score points. I, I don't know. I, I've just got to quickly look at the ladder because I don't know where they sit in the four column. If it if it comes the up, one sixty, one sixty, one sixty. So so they're one sixty four. The only um, team that's the only team only worse is Bulldogs. Is yeah. the Bulldogs? You know, like the t- Tigers have scored more, and so have the Titans. But they've let in more. But defensively, they've let in more than the Dogs. Like, you know, that's that's not a that's not a report card. Like, if you're going to compare yourself with another team, you, you're at the point now where you're comparing yourself with the Dogs. That's, geez, you know, that's you you, you you're not. You're not in good company. No. No. Before last weekend, they would have had the worst differential. Yes. They, they yeah. won and the dogs lost. So yes, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Very yeah. true. And that's why I just thought, just quickly have a look, because, you know, when you've picked five players really on their attack, um, 
<laughs> it's, it hasn't been there, which shows that the, the right people just not getting the right ball. But, yeah. I think Milford's made a bit of a difference to their attack. Yeah. Mm. Last couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 More so, I think last week. Um, yeah, it was was more it, influential. In I that, think. That game against I think. Warriors. I think what he's done is where where the opposition would just come up and tackle you. It, it's now it now means the opposition has to wait for a second. And that, that helps any team because all of a sudden you can get the ball wide and can do things. But, yeah, that's, um, yeah, got nothing more to add, really. Uh, yeah, and another team who's actually uh, doing worse than they were this time last year. They had five wins at this stage last year as opposed to the four they currently have. Um, now, last week they played each other and we saw they were pretty level pegging. I'd imagine a lot of similar things are going to be said about the... Uh, the Warriors, we've got them currently in 12th Griffo uh, with four wins on eight points. Uh, we did mention that they, they lost last week to the, um, the, to the Knights. They're another team that's, um, that's, that's been a bit up and down. They've, they've snagged a couple of wins. There's been a few games. Like there was that game against the Rabbitohs where they were getting uh, flogged and then they came back and almost snatched it from them. Um, they had that close win against the Raiders, but then you have other weeks where you know that record loss to the Storm, seventy to ten. Um, it's it must be really frustrating for a Warriors team, and you know to be a fan of the Warriors, where you know some weeks they can look like they're right in it with anyone, and then other weeks they just don't show up. I think they're a dreadful team. Um... I'm just looking. I'm looking at the ladder, and they, on the right-hand side, they have the odds to win the comp. Oh, yeah. They've got the Knights at 401. Well, they ain't going to win. But the, on equal points, that a team that the Knights beat last week, they've got the Warriors at 251 dollars. I think they're missing a zero there. <laughs> um, they are no chance. No chance. I think the Knights are a better chance of winning the comp, but um, they've lost Finua Blake for some time and they let Lodge go. Now, they're their two, if not most important players, they're in there, you know, that's probably the top three, um, top, certainly top five. You know, you've got Reese Walsh there and you've got Johnson there. But um, their game was built about the go forward of, of those two huge humans. Um, one who was out the door and being paid in full um, to be out the door. Talked about that the other week. Um, what I've heard is that uh, there was a massive dispute with the owner. And apparently, obviously, the owner was in the wrong because he said... Uh, you know, we will pay this guy, um, which is coming off their cap, which means they're going to be even worse next year. Well, if possible, actually, they've signed a few guys for next year, but nothing, there's no good news for the Warriors. Um, they're a poor football team. Again, not because they don't have talent, but because there's a lack of resilience. Um, 
Johnson is not having a good year, unfortunately. He's got him home in one or two games with a field goal, but it's not happening uh, really for Sean Johnson. They've got, for mine, they've got guys playing in the outside backs who are not of NRL standard and they've been shown up. Um, they're forwards and, you know, they, they are missing it. Curran's been out for a little while as well. Um, big, uh, big Tofu Harris, he's only just come back. Uh, so they have had some concerns in injury-wise, but uh, I'd be really surprised if uh, Nathan Brown starts the year next year as Warriors coach because really they've gone backwards. Um, they had that quite good year under under Todd Payton, the first COVID year. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just going backwards. Uh, I'm really... They're in 12th position. I just can't. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get leaped by the uh, the Tigers, the Titans, and the Knights. Um, I'll be, maybe not the Bulldogs. Uh, that means the Bulldogs have got to win at least two games just to see the four and against. But uh, I really think the Warriors aren't going to go forward from 12th. I think they're going to drop further back, Shano. I agree. They're, they're ordinary. They, they are... They, they might, I know I dislike it even more because I can't bloody pick. I can't pick them. I zig when they zag with that club. Um, yeah, Johnson's got them over the line a couple of times. Like you said, they're not of NRL standard. Some of the players in the outside backs. Um, it's it's it, they're a team whose defense is just horrendous. Like like. In attack, they can put it on. Like they can, they can at times find gaps. They throw it around just enough to cause something to happen. But defensively, they're 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 woeful. Um, I've I I I don't think Brownie will have a job next year. There, um, they really have regressed since Todd Payton left. Um. It pains me to say it because I remember listening to Brownie. He's very good. Triple He's M. Very good. He'll be back there next year, Shane. You can listen to him again. He'll have plenty of time, yes. I think. Yes. And and it's just and I thought, wow, this guy's you know, he's he's grown as a coach. He's he's you know, like I used to be super critical when he was at St. George. That in my opinion, that they're still one of the best sides never to have won a comp. Um, they the depth and the players they had, they should have had one or two under their belt in that era. They and got they one got, out of Wayne, yeah. They got one out of Wayne, but they yeah. got a the day before then. Got, I, remember, I remember, a, About I remember a semi, I remember a semi against the, the Sharks, and they, they were horrible. They should have won, but anyway. Um, uh, yeah, and I think that they've regressed, and, and I can't, yeah, they're, they're the it's, I. I I agree with Griffo. I, I really think as this season goes on and the interest in wanting to play gets less and less by certain players, I really think that they're going to they're going to fall out the back door. And really, if you're the Tigers, um, if you're the Tigers, Titans, Newcastle, you, you're eyeing off. You're really eyeing off um, um, 
the Warriors to try and pick them off. Um, incidentally, I'm going to say this. This is where I draw the line. Uh, Warriors down are just a class below everyone else yeah. above them. I, I, I think that everyone else above them is just showing something. There's another peg above the middle group as well, but I think everyone above this is in another class above the teams we just spoke about. They, 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 they are the bottom of the bottom in this competition. The, the interesting thing is talking about our next team, Griffo, we've got the, um, the Manly Seagulls sitting in 11th spot at the moment. Now they've won five games, lost seven. I've only got to go back to round nine. So it's that three weeks ago. And they were sitting in seventh spot. Um, admittingly, that was probably uh, very close to the time that Tom Trebojevic, it was uh, not long after that, that he injured himself. I know that we pin a lot on that, and obviously there are a lot of other factors there. But um, we're starting to get into the teams that we really expected to be towards the, um, the top of the ladder, especially at this stage of the competition. Um, mainly Seagulls, that. They're they're a quality team that uh, that really should have more in the wins column than losses based on our expectations this year. Absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me, I just got chips stuck in my throat. Um, yeah, they've been disappointing. Um, there there are some reasons, principally Tommy Turbo, but. They started the year with Turbo when they got smashed by Penrith without Cleary. And the following week, they got smashed by the Roosters. So they got off to a bad start. Then they had a good patch where, uh, to be fair, they played ordinary sides um, and were able to win even after Turbo was injured the first time. He got an injury, I think a knee injury. Uh, so they were beating, you know, they, they were beating the, the lesser lights. Um, Ryan the last year called them flat track bullies and they, the evidence was there. He, he called it early and he copped a lot of criticism um, but he was proven right because they never beat a, a, a decent side and not only that, they got smacked um, when they'd come up against a decent side like the Rabbitohs last year or the, the Storm last year. So there's been nothing this year uh, in terms of beating a quality side and they're even starting to, to lose to maybe teams you think they, they should still be able to beat. But um, it's, it's, uh, I've given them a C, but only just. Um, but again, I think they're, while I'm not writing them off just yet, uh, that agency on the on the NRL ladder um it's got them at 41 dollars uh with currently five wins i i think again there's a missing zero there um manly are not going to win the comp there's no turbo um they'll they'll still beat they'll, they'll still get quite a few wins because they're superior to to those rubbish teams underneath them um but uh, it's it's not good. They've only actually got one more win than the Warriors, and, and we've talked about what we think of the Warriors. Well, Mantley's only got one more win than them. 
it's uh, it's only just to see. Yeah, you know. you're, you're a bit kinder than me, Griff. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got. I I, I want to go through probably three rounds that really that really for me give give Manly season. Uh, go back to round three when when they were. You know, everyone said, oh, this team, they've got full strength. So they they beat the Dogs 13-12. Um, the next round I want to go to is round 10, where they're absolutely pantsed by the Broncos, 38-0. Um, the next one was one just before that, where South Sydney beat them 40 points to 22. They just... Even with the players, you know, they just weren't firing. They just couldn't make it work. They, they've had some recent – when they played the Eels uh, in that 22-20 to 20 match, you, you, you got the sense there could be something. But, you know, last week against the, against the Storm um, proved otherwise. They're significantly becoming a one-man band, and that's the problem that Desi has. There's that – Without that one man for the season, what's left for the for the for the seagulls? I've got them. Look, I said I draw the line because I really think the seagulls have skill. I think they've got players of of skill. They're they're two they're two points adrift from 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 the Warriors. I think they're a six point better side. They've got players that can do it for me, but I look at the seagulls. I'm giving them a D. I really think that, you know, their five wins, even they were scratchy. And, and Griffo's right. You know, they did come at the hands of a certain certain players. But, you know, when you're getting pantsed by by the Broncos, who are a good side, don't get me wrong. Um, and, and in one of those wins, you've got a field goal win against the Dogs. And, and you know, South Sydney, who were struggling, put 40 on you. Um it just doesn't bode. It definitely shows. I said there's this middle teams, and and for me, it's the dragons, um, dragons, seagulls, and, and you know, maybe Souths. Um, the trail back might be a different story, but but it, yeah, I've got them a D. Just for who they've got and where they're at, nah, not good enough. Interesting thing about where they were this time last year. Um, oh. Of course, they'd only they one more win. Yeah, but you know they had they had Turbo coming back, who was brilliant too. Yeah, it, it's just interesting. Like they were coming sixth with um. I think six wins. I think last year the difference is, and you know, Eagle Dan will probably um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I think certain players they were able to, like they were, they weren't as predictable as they are now. Like now, now that people, there's footage and people can watch them with Garrick at fullback and whatnot, I think they're a bit more of a predictable side than what they were when Turbo was out originally. Um, they've got to find their mojo. That's, you know, like, you know, Kira Foran, no, you know, Cherry Evans has been, has been off the boil. Um, they're not running at the line. They're, they're, not, they're not generating anything. And I think that's the problem. They're not generating. They're just letting be. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm not. I'm not as keen as you guys to put a line through them, even though Turbo's there. 
for the premiership in that, obviously. But I, I think if I don't think they'll make the eight. I, I think they'll come ninth if I had to, you know, look into the crystal ball going forward. But I wouldn't necessarily uh, put put your line through them for the eight. Oh. Um, they're, they're, they're not far off and um, I actually don't mind their draw so uh, yeah, watch this space with Manly 10th um, place team at the moment are the Canberra Raiders uh, they've, uh, they've snuck up on a lot of people here Griffo, the, uh, the Canberra side many people just you know weeks ago um, were really not keen on, um, on Canberra being anywhere near competitive in this competition um as i said you go back to that three weeks ago round nine you know even that round eight period where they'd only had a couple of wins they were down in 14th they haven't had a bad run over the past month uh in regards to uh their results whilst they lost last week they did get uh get wins in recent weeks over the likes of the rabbitos and the sharks they're another team that's very hard to get a gauge on, aren't they? Um, for the most part, they have not been good this year. But uh, you know, beating the Sharks once, they have that win against the Rabbitohs. That was probably their best performance against Southside at Dubbo. Yeah, they've um, they weren't real good at the start. I think they might have got uh, right at the start of the year. They might have got one or two wins, but then they they had a, a run of losses. Um, and against some teams that you would expect them to beat. Um, they did make a maybe a three in a row um, before the power game last week. So they, they were starting to play some, some pretty good footy. Um, uh, I'm not writing this team off. Um, I didn't actually see the, the weekend game. But I did hear a lot of reports that they were quite good uh, against a quality team in, in Parramatta. Um, so they're, they're not out of it by any stretch. I've got them a C. Uh, they are, after all, five wins, seven losses. So that's not going to be good enough to make the eight. Uh, I think this year... Um, I think you're at least going to have to get a 50-50 split. I know we had last year that the Titans got in with a ridiculous amount of wins um, compared to the losses they had, but I, I just don't think that's going to be the case this year. Um, so they're going to have to beat teams above them on the ladder and they can't afford to, to drop any games against the weaker sides. Um, there's still a chance. Uh, they've got some some talent down there um, up front with with um, big Josh Papali'i and, and Joe Tarpany. Um, those two guys, uh, as a combination, they're they're just about as good as any front row combination. So um, they're still in with a chance, but I, I just think that there were, there was too many games that they dropped, uh, and then in a number of those games, they they really did look poor. Um, again, I think they got run down a few times, uh, and the big the f- term the faders came out again this year, um, and with some justification because there were games that they pretty much had won that ended up uh, on the wrong end. So um, 
C for the readers, but again, it's a it's a lower type C. Yep, I agree. Sorry, Gray, I thought you were going to throw in there. No, nah, you're right, mate. I, I thought I'd just uh, no, you're right. Three, yeah, I, I agree. Um, lower C. Uh, interestingly, really, what 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 helped them bounce was a sketchy fourteen to four win over the dogs. It was sort of like that 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 got them back into the frame. You know, they had that win, sharks, um, rabbitos. Um, there's still an element with the with the Raiders that the opposition has to play poorly for them to win. Um, that's why I agree with Griff in the lower end of the C. There's there's something about like, the opposition has. To, I, I know the opposition plays a hand in all, but you know, like it's it's almost like if if an opposition shows a bit of steel and and, and gets in there and wants to play football and wants to get in the grind, the the Raiders don't like that too much. So that's still a part of their game which makes me question whether they might get, whether they'll be a top eight side, but, you know, um, if they get a bit of, bit of momentum, um, start winning in patches rather, you know, start winning in patches, who knows? But yeah, I've got them as a lower seed. Yeah. Um, they're, they're another one that's just, just hanging in there on the, the edge there. And, it's, it's it's hard to it's hard to see when we go forward here, and I know I'm getting a bit ahead of ourselves once we start to dip into the top eight, who may fall out. But the um the team that's closest to the top eight without actually being in the top eight as we uh as we speak, fellas, is the uh St George of the Dragons. So we've got the Dragons currently um they're on six wins and six losses, fifty percent record for the Dragons, and um. The, the the funny thing that I, I wanted to point out here about the Dragons is this time last year they were actually coming eighth with a record of five and seven. So it tells us a bit about this competition that um, that uh, maybe uh, what might, might have got you in the eight last year um, maybe slightly different this year. We know at this stage of the game it it is. They're in contention for a top eight spot, Griffo. Um, another team that's... Um, that's been up and down and played some good football in patches, but uh, we just haven't seen that consistently week to week for the Dragons. No, we don't. Um, I think they've done okay. Um, they've beaten some teams that they weren't really expected to beat, like on the Anzac Day clash against the Roosters. Uh, but on other days, they've, they've gone down to teams when they were expected to win, like when I tipped them against the Titans a couple of weeks ago when um, they went down in Golden Point. Um, so there is that inconsistency about them. Uh, you mentioned last year, five and seven uh, at this point, and they were in the eight. So things have certainly changed because this time they're six and six and they're just out on a differential. Mm. Last year they started with four wins and one loss as well. Um, and then they sort of uh, went a bit downhill. Um, they're a chance of making the eight. Um, I personally don't think they will make the eight. I don't think, uh, I think that there are better teams than the Dragons. 
they're going to have to lift their performance and perform more consistently um, to make the eight. But they're they're not out of it. Obviously, um, you can't say they're out of it. They're on 12 points, the same as the Rabbitohs who are in the eight. So uh, points-wise, they're going okay. Um, their differential's not great that's, at that's this stage. It's minus, minus 73 Huge compared difference. to the Rabbitohs who are plus 27. Um, so they're going to have to they're going to have to turn that around a bit, um, but yeah, it's a pass mark certainly for the for the Dragons. It's a C for me, Shana. Yeah, I've got them as a C. I agree. I think their for and against is an issue. Um, you know, <laughs> they've they've won some games you wouldn't think, and they've lost some games they should have won. Um, look, Griffin, I think I think I think he deserves a little bit of credit. Um, they're a C, but they're probably ahead of where I thought they'd be. To be fair to them, like if someone said they're yeah. they're at this point in the competition, they're they're you know they're fifty percent win loss rate, they're just outside the eight. Um, for and against isn't great, but, but you know what? They're in or they're there or thereabouts. You'd be like um, ahead of Manly, ahead of the the Raiders. You'd be going well. Some things must be going their way. They, you know, like you, I, I always say, um, although fifty percent gets you in the eight, which which is something I don't like. I've always said you can't fluke your way to fifty percent. You have to actually, you know, once you get to a fifty percent win loss ratio, you start earning it. You start earning the fact that you're winning. You can't fluke your way there. Um, there's some wins. You know, when, you, when you're at 25%, there are some wins you can say, geez, you're lucky to get those. And of course, the more you win, the luckier, you know, the luckier you can sometimes be as well. But you can't fluke it. And I think that's the thing with the, with, with the uh, Dragons is that he's got them playing a brand of football that's safe. It, it, it's, it's, they're not going to fix that for and against because they, they don't throw it around enough. I think Hunt has been the cornerstone to everything they do. Um, his form has helped them get to this point. Um, again, probably another thing you wouldn't have said, but but he his form has been fairly good and, and he's got them going around the park in a manner which which allows them to play good football. Um, yeah, I, I've got them as a C, a solid C, but, but, but ahead of where I thought they'd be, you know, like... Um, yeah, uh, the, the, the thing for them is going to be stay at 50%. Stay at 50%, you're going to give yourself a chance. If you, if you start dropping games in patches, you, you, you're not going to get there. And, and this is that middle group I was talking about, this, this middle group of um, three teams, which might include Souths as well, um, juries out. Yeah, and, and just before we go on to the Rabbitohs, um, you, you mentioned there they've got to keep that 50% record and try not to lose games in patches. I've been looking at their draw for the rest of the year. I'm really worried about the Dragons because I think they <laughs> they've have... Got a, they've a, got a crap draw. Yeah, so they've, 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 got, draw. they've got the yeah. bye this week. Yeah. Just I'll, I'll, I'll just go through it. I know this sounds a bit, you know, obviously this can labour the point a bit, but just... Trying to, they, they, I can't see them winning 50% of these matches when after the bye this week they've got Cowboys, Rabbitohs, Raiders, Broncos, Roosters, Seagulls, Cowboys again, 
Sharks. Then you got the Raiders again. They may pick up a couple against the Titans and Tigers. Then they finish with the Broncos. Too many top teams in that run yeah. there to the end of the year for me to suggest that they can keep their record at 50%. They'd have to be beating, you know, the Cowboys, Broncos, Roosters, teams like that. Yeah. Um, uh, Fair point, Graham. Fair point. Yeah. Tough draw, but two teams I didn't hear they've got to come up against are the Panthers and the Storm, yeah. where you would say they're no chance. You right. would say there's some chance. That's, I, that's I also a, don't that's think a it's a point. para. No, para wasn't in there either. Well, there you go. Yeah. For mine, they could be um, the top three teams. Three best teams in the comp, arguably. Well, the two is no argument, but I, I think Para is the, the third best team in the comp. So, um, yes, they're coming up against teams, a number of teams above them on the ladder, but not teams who've been, you know, you say, well, yeah, they've been outstanding this year. So, fair point. If, if they're good enough, if they're good enough, and I don't think they will be. Um, they can actually make the eight. They'll they'll definitely earn their spot in the eight. Um, a team who's in the eight now, uh, on a record of six and six, also are the Rabbitohs. We mentioned them briefly. Then um, last year's grand finalist, many would have expected them Griffo to be much higher up the ladder. And even though they are in the eight, um, uh, it's the. It's a, it's a disappointing start to the year, really, to be only at 50%, uh, given where we've expected the Rabbitohs to be over recent years. There are a lot of experts who sort of had salts pegged in the, in the bottom half of the eight. Uh, I wasn't really one of them. Um, I'm not an expert, by the way. Um, now no, you are. But uh, I thought they'd be a bit higher up. Um, I thought they'd be, you know, somewhere around the fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe. Uh, and and when we looked at the draw before the year started, and South's draw was was fairly favourable uh, in terms of the number of games they were coming up against lower ranked teams from last year compared to the top ranked sides. They've been disappointing. There's no two ways about it. Um, <coughs> they've missed obviously Latrell Mitchell. Um, Cam Murray was out for a few weeks, not as many as we sort of thought he was going to be out for. Um, so they're pretty crucial to the Rabbitohs' chances. Um, so much talk about Adam Reynolds um, not being there. I didn't think it would affect them as badly as it has. Um, there's no denying that they are not as good a team without him there, but he's not there. And uh, he's not going to be there again. So I think Ilias is going okay. Um, young guy doing his, you know, doing a decent job. Some games have been better than others, but he's learning. And I think it's uh, in the long term, uh, he's, he's going to be their number seven. And I think he's going to be a very good one. Um, but South supporters are not looking at the long term. They're looking at where are we going to run this year? And... Um, They've been around that, uh, you know, they've actually been in the bottom eight for a few weeks because uh, they started with a very tough draw against top sides. I think they were one and three after the first four rounds. But as they've come into a softer part of the draw, they've, they've moved their way up a, a little bit. There have been some losses to teams expected they would win, uh, like the first game against the Tigers. 
um, uh, obviously they they uh, they clicked into gear in the second half last weekend. I didn't see it, but I, I did see the first half, and and there was some some poor signs there, but they they were good enough to 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 keep coming back, um, and then they went on to win handsomely. Uh, but uh, I think they will make the eight. I think that you know, particularly when you consider that uh, the, the great Latrell Mitchell will will come back into the team. Um, so I think they make the eight, but I, I do believe it's it's not going to be in the top four. Uh, I think uh, I think that's a bit of bit of a stretch, even though you know they're only four points out of it at the moment. Um, I'd be surprised if they can get into that top four, but I, I think they'll definitely be in the eight. Shane, I'll yeah. see if I didn't say. See, I, I agree with you, Griff. Um, the the thing with South Sydney this year that's that's different. Um, a lot of people talk about missing Adam Reynolds. Um, I don't remember Adam Reynolds being the the key purpose as to the reason why you hold the ball for eighty minutes. Like that, that's a furphy, and and I think that's actually presented by South Sydney and South Sydney fans. They don't miss Adam Reynolds. They just can't hold the ball. Um, they are lucky to be where they're at. They are lucky they're in eight. They are lucky that they're on the... Well, they're lucky they're in the eight. They're for and against. You know, they've got quality attack, which means that the Nats help their for and against. But they've put themselves under such pressure through dropping the ball. Um, worst hands in the competition um, says something um, it's, it, it gets alleviated for a week and then gets comes back again um, only once this year have they put back to back wins together I thought at the start of the year they looked very they looked very good the, the first game I think just I don't know what, what happened there but when, when they went down to Golden Point against the Storm then beat the, the Roosters. They, they, they were starting to look like a football side that, okay, defensively they were, they were strong, they could put things together. Injuries have really hit South Sydney hard. And I think it's, I think at the back end of this season, why I think South Sydney are going to make the eight, not the four, but the eight, is they've had to bring up a lot of players who wouldn't have played first grade any, other, any, other, any otherwise. And what it's actually done is it's probably helped them. Um, in the first half last week, they had players that come back that were just, you know, just looked a bit lost and had a bit of ring rust. By by the second half, everything was gelling again with 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 Mark Nichols, Cameron Murray. Um, when you know, the trail back will help as well. Even with injuries, this side should be a top eight side. Um, and their draw says that that should happen. The, the, the key thing is, is they're just losing games in really silly situations. They should have beaten the Tigers. They were their own worst enemy. They just handed over too much ball. Um, you know, even... I think their only back-to-back wins was Dragons and, and, um, Dragons and Bulldogs. When they play poorly, they play poorly. And I think Demetrius still trying to work everything out. I think, 
you know, new coach, new halves combination. Yeah, I counted, I think at one stage there, South Sydney probably had top five, you know, five first grade players on the bench. Um, that hurts. And, and, and it showed that they probably had to bring people in that weren't quite first grade standard yet. Um, yeah, I think as, as they get more and more troops back, they're going to play, they're going to be a different football side. The biggest problem with South Sydney is if they keep getting injuries and they keep treating the ball with just disrespect, um, they may not get there. For me, they're a C, um, middle of the road C, but they should buy a lottery ticket because their position on the, on the ladder, they're lucky to be there. Um, you know, they've got very good players. They've got very good skill. But if they keep treating the ball with disrespect, they're, they're not going to be there come the end of the year. Yeah. the um, look, we, we, we know last year was a, was a great year for them. And um, obviously, to point out, they were 9-3 uh, and three at this stage last year. So definitely down on where they were. But um, look, in, in contrast, really, the, the team that's um, much improved from where they were on the ladder last year and has been much improved overall the Cronulla Sharks they're sitting in seventh spot at the moment they've got seven wins and uh five losses they're the lowest ranked team uh with more wins than losses at the moment um Griffo we've actually seen for a lot of this first uh first half of the year um the Sharks towards the top of the ladder I think even as Recent as last week, they were coming fourth. So it just shows how tight it gets when you get into the top eight. Yeah. Um, they've, um, they've dropped quite a few spots on that ladder. They're, they've been in the top four. Mm. Um, I will say that they've, they've been affected by injuries. Um they're missing their best prop in uh, Braden Hamlin Ueli. He's going to be out for a while. Dale Finucane has, well, I'd be surprised if he's played more than half of the the, the 12 games. Um, he's had a few different reasons for being out. Uh, and he's, he's out, I think, at the moment. Uh, I'm not sure if it's due to head knocks or... Uh, he has been out due to that, but it could be something else. But he's missed quite a number of games. Um, they've been good. Uh, if you had have asked me this, you know, two or three weeks ago, I'd be much more enthusiastic in my praise of, of the Sharks. But uh, seven and five, yeah, it's better than the majority of teams, but... It's not outstanding. Um, I think they were probably uh, seven and three at one stage. I think they've, I think they've lost two of their last three, maybe their last two. Um, so they're sort of a little bit on the decline at the moment. Uh, they didn't look real good against the Roosters. I know they came back a bit in the second half, but. Uh, uh, I, I certainly see him making the eight. I'd be really surprised if that doesn't happen. Um, I think Fitzgibbon's done a good job, but again, uh, asked me a few weeks ago, I'd say he's done a great job. Um, I'm, I've got him at a 
I've given him a B, but only just uh, based on the fact that they are seven and five. But uh, they've they've looked a little bit shaky. They've got Hines has been really good, obviously great great signing. Um, but yeah, they have had a few injuries and suspensions. Uh, yeah. Suspensions is something you can control if you don't do the wrong thing. You don't get suspended. So. Uh, Ramian has been really good when he's been on the field, but but uh, he's he's one of these guys that sails you know quite close to the wind, and as a consequence, he, he does miss games. So they really uh, they they need him out there. So yeah, a good year so far, uh, but not a great year. So a B, yeah. but just Shano. I agree. Um, they're just a B for me. High C, low B. Um, I think I actually think what, and hope this doesn't sound too harsh on them. I actually think teams have figured them out a bit. I think at the start of the year they had a few, and I don't want to say trick shots. That's not fair because um, I was scoring some good tries and making some good inroads. But I think I think teams have figured them out. I think I think what was working for them now they got to work a bit harder. They got to be a bit crisper. They got to be a bit sharper. Um, They've definitely addressed the problem they've had for the last couple of years, which is just handing the ball over inside their own 40. They've fixed that up a bit. The biggest problem is for them is, is, is like I said, that they're becoming easier to read, which means that, you know, if things aren't crisp and things aren't sharp, well, then, um, then it, 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 can, it, can, it can come to nothing. I think Talakai... At the, for one time was probably a, a revelation who who now you know the sharks the sharks are give it to Talakai, but the problem with that is is that um teams now know that and and defensively they're on him um he he had some good form there for a little while but i think the biggest problem is is you now have you got a situation where i think they're just they're becoming a bit predictable and and teams are seeing that so the big the big thing for Fitzgibbon coming into the next um, coming into this next half of the season is what can they do to mix things up? How can they get Talakai early ball, get him a bit more involved, get some injection around the middle of the ruck, and and and, and, you know, and, and make it a bit different. I think that's the um, that's the key for them. I think that's the that's the big question for them. Um, yeah, be, be, be low B as well. I think they've 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 definitely playing well. Speaking of things that are different, um, the Roosters in the bottom half of the top eight. Uh, we mm. we talked about this over the past couple of weeks. The fact that um, we had them as the minor premiers. We were really excited about the Roosters, uh, their prospects for this year. Many were arguing that last year they could very well have. Um, been hard to beat for the Premiership had it not been for the injuries that they um, experienced and that they suffered um, throughout the year. They're currently sitting in sixth spot, Griffo. They've got seven wins and uh, five losses, the same record as the Sharks uh, with a for and against that's about 15 points uh, the better. Um, it's, it's hard, though. When you're marking the Roosters, you're basically... Uh, you're marking with those expectations in mind that they're going to be a, uh, a lock for the top four most most years. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
last year, as you mentioned, they had a lot of injuries, they had excuses, and they still made the eight. Like it was a great credit to the club, given what they went through last year, that they still um, they got actually into the second week of the finals. Um, I don't know that any other club could have done that with with what they went through. So uh, that's why expectations were so high because getting all their players back. Uh, obviously, they're not going to be the minor premiers now, um, but I still think they're a big threat for the top four, which is where they need to be if they're going to have a shot at the title. They'll certainly see themselves still. They're aiming to win the premiership. Um, for the first half of the year, I've got them in a C, um, a high C, but uh, a C nonetheless because they've lost to teams they were expected to win uh, starting the very first round against the Newcastle Knights. Um, they also lost to the Dragons on Anzac Day. Teams that I would expect that they would be picking up points against. Uh, but even more so, they are one of only two teams that have gone down to the Bulldogs. Um, <laughs> I think I'm sure. right there. Is that right? So, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so uh, who was the other team? Um, Bulldogs, they beat the uh, Cowboys in that. Okay, round well, yeah, so they, they, yeah, oh, the round one. Did, oh, that, yeah, sure. that, yeah, 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 that doesn't um, count. Well, it does count. It does count. You can't take that away from the Bulldogs, otherwise no, that's true. one win. But um, but uh, you can say in that for the Bulldogs, Cowboys say, haven't hey, found we beat the Cowboys and we beat the Roosters. True. So, um, but know, admittingly, the the Bulldogs they only have the option to beat teams above them on the ladder. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. But they but they've they're very much higher up on the ladder. Two top six teams. True. Um, so the Roosters, they've got five losses. And I'm going to say that uh, three of those losses were against teams that they definitely should have beat. Um, I think they beat the Eels from memory. I think I tipped that one. Yep. Um, so they, to me, the Eels are, are a genuine premiership threat. So that's a very good win for them. Um I just think uh, what we'll see come. I think that that win over the Ray, uh, not the Raiders, sorry, last week, the win over the Sharks, yeah, uh, it's going to give them a lot of confidence. Uh, and I think we will uh, post Origin. I think we see the Roosters make a challenge for the title from the top four. Um, and uh, I think in the second half of the year, we're going to see a, a better ratio than seven and five for the Roosters. But first half of the year, I can't get them out of the C. Shano. Yeah, I'll go and see. Um, I, you know, they've, they've still got some injuries. Like, that's the other thing you sort of look at their side, and they're not as bad as they had last year. But definitely, um, definitely, they're still, you know, still got some injuries. I, I, I think you know you talk about the 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 rooster sorry the bulldogs game there was the 14-12 loss to the um dragons as well in there that I thought you know that the side like them should shouldn't have lost to 
The biggest problem I think for the for the for the for the roosters that I see being the key problem is I I actually think they've been out of form. And I think certain players, certain individuals have been out of form collectively. Um, I don't think Sam Walker and Luke Keary have had the punch in the halves that that probably they've wanted. Um, you know, I, I think there's certain forwards that really haven't haven't played the way we thought they'd play. Um, incidentally, Takiaho, I think today has just signed. He's going to England, so they won't, so he'll be playing his last year as a rooster. Um, you know, I think Crichton probably hasn't been had the punch um, that we thought of. Um, Joey Manu's been pretty good. Um, but again, Manu, Momorowski, they're not getting themselves into the into the regions they need to to make that happen. What they have done in the last few weeks is they've chanced their arm and used um, used Manu and Suali on, on, on that edge and, and really tried to get the ball out there. They've looked more dangerous in the past couple of weeks than what they have um, than what they have all season, I think. I think they're starting to gel a bit, which, which yeah, I've got them as a C, but I agree with you, Griff. I think that they're going to move forward. Um, they're gelling a bit more. Their forward pack's doing a bit more work. Um, what, what, I think, what I think really concerns me is I sometimes think they lose a bit with their interchange. And I think that, that, that you know, that's the only... Now, this is a team I thought was going to come first. I've got them as a C at the moment with you, and I think their interchange really has given them no value. Um, that's that's a problem moving forward because against the top four sides, you need your forward pack to play as as good as 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 the, you need your sorry you need your reserves to play as good as the forward pack that has come off. So I think this is going to be a very interesting time ahead. They play the Raiders this week. Um, you know, they're without Tupo, Tedesco and Lindsay Collins. Um, yeah, I I think that, yeah, I think for me, the jury's out. I, I, there's the, the footballer brain in me says that the Roosters are just going to go back to what they know. They're going to come out. They're going to, they're going to do what they do best. They're going to win games. They're going to play this back end of the season they're going to peak at the right time they're going to do everything they should do and everything we've seen the roosters do over the years the problem is is we're we're seeing some players uncharacteristically out of form and what does that mean then moving forward for them so if they are going to do that classic roosters peak at the right time um they're going to want to get themselves into gear they're starting to play good football but they're not playing top four football. Mm. And look, as, as you guys said, they're, they're, they're starting to hit form, but there's, there's going to be some big matches over the next few weeks. We know this week, um, you know, Origin affecting uh, the rounds this week. They do play the Raiders. We'll talk about that in a moment. But after that, if we look at round 14, 15, 16, the Roosters play the Storm, then the Eels, then the Panthers before having the bye in round 17. Uh, they're going to earn that break. I tell you what, that's a that's a big run, and we'll learn a lot about how the Roosters are going to go this year over the next few weeks. And um, saying that, Graham, um, probably not the worst time to play some of those teams in, in no, June, the, the origin period. period. Yep, yep. No, Roosters don't have as much representation as as they probably normally would. Um, 
and all those some other of those other affected. teams are going to be losing uh, more players than the Roosters so actually might work in their favour that's a, that's a fair point and one of those teams we're talking about there are the Parramatta Reels they're currently sitting in fifth spot they've got a record of eight wins and four losses uh, at the moment um they're another team, Griffo, that uh, many people have talked about this year being a massive year for them. Um, I think even I've mentioned on the podcast that I feel as though after this year their their premiership uh, window may well close. Um, they've uh, they've had some big wins this year. Uh, probably the most notable one being the Panthers at home. Um, but there's also been a few few games that you'd expect them to win that they've lost so it hasn't quite been uh, smooth sailing but uh, fifth place nonetheless for the Parramatta Eels yeah uh, they, as you said they, they, they've beaten the best team in the comp and the second best team in the comp at those teams home ground which um, apart from any origin uh, interrupted uh, rounds. I can't see anyone else matching that, beating Penrith at Penrith and Melbourne in Melbourne. So Parramatta's best is very, very good. Um, they've got this uh, very, very strong forward pack. I've just noticed I'm saying very, very a lot. Um, uh, that's, you know, I, that's what it is. And their backs have been strong. I think the biggest difference for Parramatta this year has been Dylan Brown being in absolutely career best form. I thought he was uh, mediocre last year, Dylan Brown, but he is—he's uh, doing really well for them. Mitchell Moses has been outstanding, and it's been built on the back of the forward strength led by Junior Paolo and, and RCG. Um, I've given them a B because you know, basically they've they've won two thirds of their games, dropping games against teams like the Tigers where they were expected to win. Um, they got humiliated really by the Cowboys up in Darwin uh, in a game, and again. Uh, while the Cowboys were going well, uh, I was not expecting that they'd drop a game like that. So, uh, all in all, yeah, they're, they're having a good year. Um, I think they make the top four. They're only just out of it at the moment on uh, on differential. Um, they're equal on points with the team that is coming third. I see them continuing to, to do well this season. And uh, I think they really do challenge for the premiership. The difficulty for, for the Eels is uh, that they're going to have to beat the top sides one week after the other. Now, we know, we know they can get up for a big game, but there's been a bit of a lag after that big game. We saw them beat Penrith and then get pumped by the Cowboys the next week. Oh, sorry. No, they got beat by the Roosters, I think, the following week. Uh, the Cowboys, the, they got a big loss there. So inconsistent, but overall very, very good. And I, I do see them as a genuine threat to, uh, to Penrith and Melbourne. I think they're the best uh, of the rest. Um, 
for a few years now, there's been the Storm, the Panthers, and obviously the Rabbitohs were, were good last year as well. But um, from a consistency basis, it's been Storm and Panthers. Para can challenge them. They can beat them. Whether it can be done week after week, that's the challenge for them. Yep. I I agree. I, you know, the, 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 the Parramatta Eels, for me, remind me of the, the, you know, they remind me of me in a way, you know, where, where I'll, 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 I'll be good for a few for a few days. I'll jump on the scales. I'll lose a kilo, and then I binge. Like it's all done. Like I have a good win, you know. Like I have a good win. That's power. They have a good win. They they grind it out. They fight hard, and then the next week it's like, well, we've done that. What do we do now? Um, for para to for para to to to. to yeah, for for me, Parramatta have to um, they have to chunk wins. They have to not win two. They have to win four, five in a row. They've, they've, I want to see in this back end of the competition a Parramatta side that just really plays this solid football that that allows them to go week in, week out, and and and, and win the game. I I think it's going to be. A lot of people say it's now or never for the Eels. Like that's Elvis every said it. Yeah, that's every year for the Eels, isn't it? <laughs> Don't we say that every year about Para? It's now or never. But I, I really think that there's something about Parramatta I find so dangerous, and yet there's something about Parramatta I find, you know, like I, I just there's a part of me that says no, nah, they can't do it. Um, are there a B for me? I think they've played some good football. I think, look, I think when they play, they, they, the the thing is, what what Parramatta need is Parramatta need to pretend they play Penrith every week, or they play these top sides every week. You know, like <clears throat> Parramatta, Parramatta need to need to do it week in week out against everybody and. I think if Parramatta can get through this next half of the season with only losing three and really race into the top eight, they're going to be so tough. They've, they've got the personnel, they've got the players, they've got the skill. Um, I think, I think that when I look at it beyond that, um, it's, 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 yeah, it makes me think that that makes me think, um, what have they got beyond that? No, they've, they've got to put it together. They've got to continually put it together and, and they've got to do it week in, week out. And, you know, they're, they've played 12. They're on 16 points. They've won eight. The other team that's done that with them is the Broncos, Griff. If, if I said, here's $10, would you have said, and, and you've got to tell me a team in the top four that might not be there, would the Broncos have featured in that? Because I, I think they've really been the surprise packet of this competition so far. Oh, there's no doubt. They're, they're overachieving at the moment. Um, they, they wouldn't think so. Um, I'm sure they expected to, to be doing well. But I don't think too, too many expected that they'd be going this well. Um, 
they, from memory, they started with a win in round yeah. one against the Rabbitohs. Um, and then they had a bit of a lull. Uh, I think they're on a roll at the moment of about five wins in a row. So they've, they've worked their way up from uh, certainly well below the, uh, the green line of, of separating the top and bottom eight. Um, they're on a roll at the moment. They're playing really good rugby league. They've done it for the last couple of weeks without uh, Adam Reynolds, who's who's made a huge difference to the team, along with Kirk yeah. Capewell, bringing that experience and leadership that they've lacked for a number of seasons. Uh, the young guys that they've got there, a number of those have been playing a, you know, a few years now. So they're, they're, they're no longer rookies but they've got some emerging talent uh, like Selwyn Cobble, who's I think is going to be an absolute, mm. you know, he's going to be one of the elite. Um, yep. The term superstar gets thrown out. It don't mean much now because there's a lot of them, but he, he is elite talent. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and I, th- I agree with your point there. And I think Farnsworth, now what he's done for no, us. he's really ace. good. He's yeah. good. Yeah, once he learns to pass the ball, he'll, he'll, he'll be one of the <laughs> yeah. one of the best. But um, he's he's a talent as well. Stags, uh, Oates is going really well. Um, Martin coming in at fullbacks, doing some good things. Tamari Martin, um, their forwards are very very solid. I, I watched them play against the Panthers earlier in the year, and they were they were going well um, for about half the match. Um, and then they, you know, Panthers sort of came on and, and the score got embarrassing, but but they were very good for most of the game. And, um, and that was a game where they had no Payne Haas, who was uh, being suspended for that week because of uh, uh, someone treading on his toe and he got upset. And, um, and that's another issue in itself. That we haven't yep. talked about, but the whole the Haas issue, um, whether that yes. I thought that had the potential to destabilize them. Um, and, and certainly in the first half last week, it, it looked like that, that, that they were they were down by a long way. And, uh, and as we know, mm-hmm. they, they came back to, to win and, and win very convincingly against their, uh, their Gold Coast uh, neighbours. Um, but I think this is a team, I'm not sure they're going to be able to maintain top four, but I do think they'll make the eight. Um, there's, there's too many things going well there. So yeah. We've got a lot of talent. They've got the experience holding them together. Uh, I've got them at a B. Um, uh, certainly, as I said, I think it was five in a row they've won, and they they look like a really good rugby league team at the moment. Shane, I I've actually I I've got them a little bit better. I I got them a low A, and the reason why I got them a low A is their away record is exactly the same as their home record. Um, you know, it's funny. Someone they've you know quite often. I think if we were to say that Brisbane would be at this point, you know. Sure. Okay. Well, they're gone undefeated at home, and 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 it's not. They, they they can produce at home and away, which which I think is a credit to them. Um, we spoke last week about Adam Reynolds, and he's not just a player, 
that what the leadership and everything he's brought to this club and and again throughout the week um players talking about expectations and saying that he puts it on the line as the captain he said these are the expectations whether i'm out in the field or not you have to do them and and the active role that he's playing in and around the club um has shown that that that's what this that's what this club needed you know you can talk about coaching and you can talk about whatnot it really needed someone to take the bull from the by the horns and say i'm going to lead this group i'm going to show them i'm going to galvanize them i'm going to be the glue that binds everything together and you know that's what he's done and and he openly said to to tony staggs you know you're the premier center and the, your offside is out playing you at the moment and 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 he, you know, and he he really puts puts it on the line. So I, I I like what they've done. I agree with you. I think um I think at the end of the year we're not going to be talking about them top four, but they'll be top eight, and they're going to be a bit more the nuisance factor come come the end of the oh, year. Definitely, yeah. I think definitely. they're going to be um definite, uh, genuine um a genuine team um playing genuine football. Um, another club which I think would be was a bit of a surprise packet to all of us um not, not so much the the coach but definitely the players and it was the the cowboys the north queensland cowboys griffo they they're on the same amount of points as um as the broncos they they've got a they've got a lot better for and against um 134 playing 63 they they're scoring tries but more importantly their defense has been um very very good um what what do you have them as so far this year griff yeah I, look I've, I've got them at a b um a high b but mm. you know it's still a 66 percent win ratio which is yeah. really good but i don't think it's a um yeah they have massively exceeded expectations. Uh, I had them at uh, winning the spoon. Um, it's quite some time since they were even a potential spoon uh, winner. They, they didn't get off to the greatest start. I actually tipped them in the first game against the Bulldogs in, in that awful game um, uh, up at, uh, at Townsville. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty poor. Mind you, there's probably been about half a dozen of games of that quality. Mm. Um, when when some of the the lower light teams play each other, some of the some oh, of yeah. the league that's been dished up has been very poor standard. And the Cowboys were at that level at that time, um, but they're not now. They look like a really really good team. Uh, I saw them last week firsthand, and. They didn't actually score, and but they were up against a team who absolutely is just like a a boa constrictor um, that just wraps themselves around the opposition and a slow, painful death. Um, and it's it's come to a lot of teams, uh, and it, and it hit the Cowboys last week. But Penrith spent a lot of time with the ball on the Cowboys line in both halves and, and could only come up with four tries for the game. Some of those tries were long-range tries, so they actually 
looked a bit more dangerous. But it's a credit to the Cowboys' defense. They kept aiming up. Um, a few times, they, you know, they held up the Panthers over the line. Um, they never threatened to win the game, but it could have got ugly. Um, it could have got ugly, and it, it didn't do that. They, they just kept coming, and uh, it's a credit to themselves. And, and I think even though you know, they'll be disappointed, obviously, they didn't win, I think they're going to learn a lot out of that game. And they did play without big Jason Taumalolo. So um, he could have made, well, not could have, he would have made a bit of a difference. Um, I, I don't think they would have won the game, but I think, you know, it would have made a difference to their go forward. Um, so there's, uh, there's a big credit to Todd Payton. For, for making some some really tough calls that he's made over the last couple of years that, you know, we, uh, I certainly was critical of him for some of the decisions he's made. Um, and I think everyone has been. But on a lot of occasions, he, most occasions, he's been proven correct. Uh, he's obviously a very talented coach. And um, he's got this side fire and uh, the combination... Of, of having bringing and I guess it was a little bit of luck uh, in that we couldn't. There was no spot for Scott Drinkwater, who mm. we, which I disagreed with. But then the hammer goes down injured. Drinkwater comes in and and he's been outstanding uh, yeah. fr from the attacking point of view. Hammer comes back and and he had to wait till there was an injury before he could get back in the team. Uh, when Carl Felt went, went down. So most of the players in this team, if not all of them, are playing pretty much to the best of their ability and, uh, and they're getting results and they're beating, they're beating some big teams like the Eels. Um, it's not just that they're you know, flat-track bullies. Uh, they're, they're really showing that they, they, uh, they're in the top four at the moment. There are chances staying there. Um, personally, I think the Eels and the Roosters will get into the top four as, as we see the season go along, but they may not. It may be that uh, the Cowboys do keep their spot there. Um, either way, they're, they're going to be playing finals football for the first time in a few years. Uh, I've got them at a high B, Shano. Where, where yep. are you putting them? I agree. I agree. Um, I think... When I look, when I think of the Cowboys, um, you know, where they're at is proof that they've got four players not playing this week because they're going to be in origin. I think, I think what Peyton's done, he's, he's a brilliant people manager and he, he landed a fairly toxic, in a fairly toxic environment there. Absolutely. And what he's been able to do with that, that's the hallmark of him. Like, you know, if, if they're at the bottom of the eight or just outside the eight, you'd be going, he's doing a good job. You know, to, to pull them from where they were to now, um, he, you know, and to be in the top top four, that's that's outstanding. Um, we talked a minute ago about the the Broncos at five in a row. Um, the Cowboys had five in a row, and two of those wins were against the Eels and the Storm. So they you know they've 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 knocked over some big scalps. I think last week they they yeah they 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 just they just got lost by the occasion. They 
you know, it's, they hadn't been in that type of game for a very long time. A lot of the players in that side hadn't been in that type of game where it was a big game. It required a lot of experience. Penrith knew exactly who to target and when to target. Um, you know, I felt I felt poor drink water probably um, Penrith picked him quite quite easily in the end and and that's why Penrith are at the top. But but this side is a side that will be in the top eight. Will they be in the top four? That 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 remains to be seen. Um, their for and against is 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 going to help, but but really they've got to win games and and I think they've got to they've got to step it up a notch. Where you know the same the same result will not get them in the eight. They've almost got to only drop three from here on in. So that's a big ask. It's a tall order. The draw they've got a draw that's somewhat favourable, but I think they've exceeded expectations and, and good on them because they're playing some fantastic football. Another team that always seems to rise to the occasion is the um, Melbourne Storm. Now, we were talking at the start of the year that have they lost their venom and they're, they're second at the moment. They're on nine wins and three losses. Um, they're, 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 they're where they always are in and around the top of the table, Griffo, where have you seen them so far this year? Yeah, they've, uh, they keep rolling on. Um, for years, people have predicted the demise of the storm. Um, you know, it was one of the big four, then it became the big three, and then one of the big three left and another one of the big three retired, and then there was just Cameron Smith, and they won the comp. And then Cameron Smith retires. And then last year, they broke all sorts of records um, and but then got knocked out in the, in the prelim by the Panthers. Um, and again, this year, you know, they, they, they lost a few more players, but they just keep it. And they've had some huge wins. Um, they are a team that will put you absolutely to the sword um, if you're off your game. Uh, they, they win big when they win, and, and that's most weeks. They did get beat by Para earlier in the year when they were, you know, pretty much at close to full strength, I think. Um, I don't read much at all into the losses against Penrith and the Cowboys. Yes, they got pumped in both games, but they were missing key players uh, in the Flying Dutchman and Jerome Hughes from both of those games, uh, along with, uh, for the Cowboys game, they were without Big Nelson. Uh, so, uh, and, and in saying that, the guy, that the forgotten man from the storm, who's been out almost all year is Christian Welch, who is a state of origin player. Um, he apparently is due back. He's hoping to get back just before the semifinals. So um, it might not be that he plays to the first, you know, first week of the semis, but he'll be a huge inclusion because he is absolute quality. Um, so this team is very much in the mix 
to uh, to win the competition when they're at full strength. If they're not at full strength, if and the difference between the great players at Melbourne and the rest is quite stark. Um, last year, they still had Nico Hines and they had Dale Finucane. Uh, and that's what I said at the start of this year, that the talent available to them has shrunk and, and it's a depth issue. Uh, they've got guys running around for the last few weeks, some of them who I don't think are NRL standard. Um, when those other players come back, we'll see that. And the other guy, of course, Remus Smith, who's been really good for him since he left the Bulldogs. So they've, they've had a lot of injuries over the last few weeks. Last year, they were able to cope with the loss of key players because they had guy, the likes of Nico Hines there. Um, they don't have the depth. If, if they have their best side on the park, they are more than capable of winning this competition but they need to have their best players mm. available. I've got them at an A. As I said, I really don't read too much into the, the two losses against the Panthers and the Cowboys because of the, the fact that they were down on troops. Shane? Yeah, I agree. I, I fully agree. Um, there, I agree with everything there an A for me. I, 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 do, I do hear what you're saying, and, and I was actually going to bring it up too, that... The, you know, the people that they can sometimes field, um, you know, when you look at look at some when you look at the team list and you think, geez, you know, look who they got running around for them. It, they're, they're a perfect advertisement as to what consistently having an 80, over 80% completion rate does for your side. It just builds pressure. It, it, it allows the players who know what they're doing to just do it they're they're a machine in that regard. They don't drop the ball. They rarely miss tackles. You have to work so hard against this side to win. I think that that's I think that that's the that's the thing for them. I think they've got chinks in their armor. If they're going to win the comp, I agree. They have to be at full strength. Um, I think. I think. I think Pappenhausen has has grown to another level and that's helped them to no end. I think Harry Grant has risen to another level, which has helped them to no end. I think there's certain players who we thought probably couldn't improve because they're just so good already that have improved. Um, no Hines, no Fanukan. I thought that would also put a dent in them. Uh, no, I, I look what's below them. I can't see them not finishing second. I, I just think that the, the, this that's where they're at. It's, it's just above them is the team we're going to talk about now, which is the Penrith Panthers, who, who have been phenomenal so far this season. Um, Griff, your team, it must be beautiful to watch week in, week out, them play a brand of football which is enterprising, which is skillful, which works, but yet at a completion rate that's 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 second to none and a tackle efficiency which proves they're not just an attacking weapon, they, they can also defend. They've got it all across the park, don't they, Griff? It, 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 uh, it would appear so. Um, you talked about tackle efficiency. I'd say there's probably teams 
with a higher tackle efficiency because they actually do miss a lot of tackles. Mm. One of the reasons for that is because of the fact they're they're up quickly. Um, so they do miss some. But the difference between Penrith and, and most of the other teams is that the cover comes across. Yeah, they hunt and packs, don't um, they? Exactly. Now, there was, I noticed this last week uh, when South, um, one of the tries in the first half, they got the ball wide, and I think it was Alex Johnson sort of came in, beat the first guy that was coming across, and no one else came on the inside. Mm. That doesn't happen for Penrith. No. They work as a collective to make sure very few tries are scored against them. So they miss, in, in a lot of games, they miss more tackles than their opposition. But it's because of the pressure they put on um, that they, you know, sometimes a guy's going to miss a tackle. But the number of tries that get scored against them is fewer than anyone else because of the scramble. Um, they just, they get there. They get there and they stop most tries. Uh, and that's the key to the Penrith's success. It's not their attack, it's their defense. They won a comp last year uh, by scoring, I think, only eight tries in the final series. Something like yeah. that. Rid ridiculous when you think about it. But mm. what happened was the opposition maybe scored the same number of tries or one less. And um, they were winning by small margins, but they were winning. Um, and it was built on their defense. I thought the start of the year, I didn't think they were going to be dominant like they were. Um, with the loss of Matt Burton and uh, the loss of... Uh, um, Momorovsky, the loss of even though Pangai Jr. only came there at the end, and the, but yeah, the guy, the other guy, Kirk Capewell, they lost mm. a lot of quality. And I said constantly last year, I said, whatever Penrith do this year in 2021, they're not going to better it next year. Mm. Now, <laughs> if they can equal it, they're premiers. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Um, Obviously, that's the goal. I didn't expect that they would be minor premiers. Uh, I tipped the Roosters for that. Um, I'm not certain that Penrith will be minor premiers, but they're in pole position. I think it's going to be tough for, for them through the origin period as it was last year. Um, they've got a, a big game this week against the bottom-ranked team, um, but because of the loss of half a dozen players of high quality, it's a 50-50 game. So, yeah. uh, but they got the points, they've you know, got the money in the back. They've got 11 wins, one loss. This time last year, it was 12 wins, no losses. And they had a couple of losses through the origin period against teams, against the Sharks and the Tigers, who they would have beat with their full team in. Yeah. But history shows, it goes down as a loss. Um, the reality is they're probably going to lose a few games through this origin period. Um, and that's not going to bother them too much because they'll still be either first or second based on money in the bank. 
It's an A. Uh, They've actually exceeded my expectations in terms of where they'd be at this time of the year. Um, And they're just consistent. What do you think, Shane? I agree. I agree. They're they're, they're like Melbourne in that they're, they're living proof. If you hold the ball, you stop the opposition from getting it. The difference I find in Penrith is I think their halves just control the game to a different level. Um, the kicking game of Cleary, what Luai can do in regards to just running the ball, he attracts so much attention. Um, I agree with you in their defence. They, they hunt in packs. They, it, someone was, I was talking to someone just recently about touch football and I said, watch Penrith defend. Like, you know, like they know exactly where, who's who in front of them. They don't, they don't, they don't blink. Um, you're right about origin. Origin will be tough. I think, I think that, I, I think that it's, yeah, they're such a good side and, and they're a side that, that now have built on principles that they're, they're not the Penrith Panthers, um, Cleary of, you know, they're going to play all right. They're Penrith with a set of principles, a set of skills and, and, and an attitude of second does not apply. We have to be first. And, and I think what Penrith have built over the last few years helps teams through this period. And, you know, they may not win, but they're not going to, they're not going to come out of it poorer. They're going to actually, they're going to, they're going to grow from it. Um, yeah, they're an A. I, I can't say much more than that. I, I really think that they're, they are an absolutely brilliant side. They're phenomenal in every regard. They're, they've built a depth in their side that's just second to none. That that they've they've really, yeah. You know, if there's something about Penrith, is they've they've invested heavily in their juniors to the point where the juniors matter. And um, you know, on Friday, you're right. They do play the Bulldogs at seven fifty five. But tomorrow, Griffo, we've got a game. The Cowboys are versing the Titans at seven fifty. It's um, Shaping to be an interesting side. Um, there's ins for both for both teams. I suppose we'll talk about the outs first. David Fafida and Big Tino for the Titans. Um, Tino not was openly admitted that he may not get picked for Origin. That's not that's not the case. Um, Nanai Cotter did, and, and Holmes. They're all playing Origin. They're all out as well. Um, it does mean that um, that there is a few ins. Uh, there is. The other for feeder for the Titans, Herbert, Fedoaka, S.A. S.A. Marzu, I think is how you pronounce it, and Carm Pereira in for the um, for the for the Titans. A few of those are on the um, no, reserve, so you're not too sure yeah, if they're actually going to play. So um, you're better off just looking at one seven there, team there. Again, that's a bit the same for um, the the um, Cowboys, but the guy who we do, I do want to mention is at number 13, Jason Tamalamo back for the, for the Cowboys. Um, they've, they've got, um, you know, they've got him back, which, which, which will help their cause considering, um, considering origin has affected these two sides. With that being said, Griffo, uh, do the Titans, 
begin the second half on a high or are the Cowboys going to cement yet another win and themselves in the top four? Yeah, it's a tough, tough game to call, Shane. Um, the Titans would have been devastated last week by what happened. Uh, I watched the, uh, the interview with Coach... Um, what's his name? Uh, Holbrook. Yep. Uh, and Big Tino. And they, they were lost... They were lost. Mm. Big Tino. Oh, he wears his heart his sleeve, doesn't Look, he? Like, he, he sort of I, took, I, he took I the do, responsibility. I do you know? like Big Tino. I, I do like him. He, look, he's the heart and soul of that team. Yeah, he is. He had a huge game. Most definitely. He made some bad. If he was the guy that was responsible for that short kickoff, obviously that was a, a brain fade there, but he had a great game. This mm. team would be nothing without him. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they'd be bottom three, and that's the that's the problem. Are they nothing without him? We're going to find yeah. out this week because yeah, he's yeah. Uh, pretty sure he's the only guy that's uh, in the Origin. Um, they also, you know, David Fafita is out through injury. He is, yeah, yeah. But it's apart from those two guys, this is the best they've got, pretty much. I can't see too many other guys who who are missing really. Um, Maybe uh, Sammy. Sammy would probably be in the side. Um, but they've got Brimson. They've got Jaden Campbell. They've got the sex bomb. Uh, Aaron Clark's been their hooker. So the spine is the spine that started the year when mm. they were playing okay. Um, they've got talent there. They, it's a must win. Uh, it, yep. Like, I, I, I mean, I think the uh, the red pen was put through them earlier tonight, but um, if they can win this week, there's, you know, signs of life, but uh, <laughs> just, yep. you know, you, you're still calling triple O. Uh, we've got signs of life, but, you know, they'd be in sort of elevated the recovery position, but... Um, the Cowboys are missing plenty of players, but the, like you said, the big end from last week is Talmalolo. Um, is now that's interesting. Um, a lot of the guys from the Cowboys were not necessarily in the top eighteen for for Queensland. Um, including no. the 5'8", whose name is not on the list at all. Uh, whereas we see that uh, Mori Tuolangi um, yes. is there. And the hammer? Yeah, that's right. So they got... Um, so the hammer's there too. Whether Dearden was named at um, 19th man or 18th. I think Jairo yeah. was 18. So maybe Dearden's 19th. Um, so they're not quite missing as many as they've got in the squad. Um, Nana is a big loss, obviously. Um, Val Holmes is, is missing. Uh, so they're... Look, it brings them back to the field. I really don't know who's going to win this game, I'll be honest. I, I thought after seeing last week's game 
I can only tip the Gold Coast when they come up against maybe the uh, West Tigers or the Bulldogs or the Warriors. Um, I give them a big chance here because they've got those, they've got their attacking weapons in, in Brimson and Campbell. And it's a reasonably solid forward pack. Um, the Cowboys are really going to have to rely on the, the, uh, the creative ability of Scott Drinkwater. Yeah. Uh, they have got the hammer there in the centers, so they've got some bullets to fire. Mari Tuolongi is there as well. Um, they're still strong in the forwards, even though Nana is missing and, uh, and uh, Cotter is uh, out as well. Uh, I don't, at this stage, I'm going to tip the Titans. Yep. I don't know when, when push comes to shove, then I've got to do the tips. I'm not sure I'm still going to <laughs> do that because, uh, I, you know, yeah, it's buyer beware. Sure. But, but I, I'm, going to, I'm leaning towards the Titans on the back of Brimson and, yep. and Jaden Campbell. Yep, I, that, and that's that's very fair fair assessment. I'm going to Cowboys, Griff. I I really think that um, I was a bit like you. I've, I was I was at the flipper coin. For me, but the biggest problem is no Fafita and Tino. That you know, like Tino's the guy that does a 15 meter run where they're in trouble, or he, he he comes up with you know three tackles in a set of six, and not having that. I think it's going to hurt them. I, I think with drink water, hammer, um, you know, they've they've got enough. They've got enough there. I, I really think JT helps them out. Cohen Hess up forward. Um, it's going to be how the five-eighth uh, and half play in Hampton and Townsend. If they can really um, move the Cowboys around, consolidate, build pressure, get to the end of the set, good kicks on the back of that. They're, they're going to, for me, I think they've just got enough to win and um, and beat the Cowboys on Thursday night. So on Friday, Griffo, your team is the Penrith Panthers. They're up against the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs. Um, out for the Panthers. It's, it's, it's a long list. It's To'o, Yo. Luai, Martin, Cleary, and Crichton. They're, they're some pretty big outs. And I, I think um, I think what we'll quickly do for, for, for people is, is just quickly run through the team because the Bulldogs, they're, they're pretty much stock standard 1 to 17 of, of whatever they want to um, dish up. Um, so Dylan Edwards is captain. May, Tago, Jennings, Staines, um, Kurt Falls in at 5'8", and Sean O'Sullivan is the halfback. Moses Leota up front with um, Coruscant named at hooker, uh, which is which is helpful for them. Crucial um, that he crucial, plays. Crucial that he plays, I agree. Fisher-Harris kick out Smith with Matthew Eisenhuth locking it out. Uh, Mitch Kenny, Sorensen, Spencer Linu, and uh, Jamin Salmon is going to round out the um, interchange bench um, with what looks to be probably um, Sonny Luke um, being that extra man. Um, look, there's there's a lot to be said for who's out for Penrith. Um, they are playing the dogs, Griff. I, I think looking at that team, 
there is still enough firepower there. What do you think? Look, if they were playing anyone but the Bulldogs, mm. and I mean anyone, uh, maybe the Warriors, but um, I wouldn't even think they're a chance. But uh, the forward pack's strong. Um, they've gone for Matt Eisenhuth at 13. I wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. That that to me seems like a very interesting selection. Yeah, I, I don't think he's got the the mobility. Look, he's he when he was playing prop, he, he's played most of the games this year. When Moses Leota was out, and he did a really good job up front. I got to say that, mm. but I, I I just think for the balance of the team, um. I would have went with Jermaine Hopgood. Yeah. Uh, who I don't think he's actually played first grade this year. Penrith haven't had a lot of injuries, uh, which is, you know, one of the reasons why they're on top. They've, they've been lucky mm. like that. But I just think Hopgood gives them a much greater amount of, of mobility. And, and it's been a team that mobility has been central to, to what they do. Yeah. He, um, he played one game for five hit-ups. Oh, okay. So he didn't play for long. Right. Look, he's he's off to para next year, yeah. um, which is a, a loss to their depth. But yep. I, I understand. I mean, he's never going to play lock while Isaiah Yields there. No, no. Um, and he hasn't, he hasn't been able – he played a few games last year. Um, mainly when they, you know, through the origin period. But he's a good player, um, and he's going to hop on down to 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 um, to come Bank Stadium next year. Uh, yeah, it, it really all depends on on how Kurt Falls and Sean O'Sullivan uh, go. They rested a number of these guys from NR, from the uh, New South Wales Cup last week, uh, focusing on this game. Yep. And uh, so obviously their preparation will be as good as it can be. Um, I think Dylan Edwards, is, who's been outstanding this season, uh, he's going to be crucial. I think they've probably got the Bulldogs covered in the forwards, um, or at least matched, even with uh, the loss of Isaiah Yo and, and Liam Martin. Interestingly, the bench hasn't changed at all. It's the same bench I've had it for a few weeks with Kenny Sonson, uh, Lanou, and, and Salmon. Um, yep. I'm just not sure how many points they're going to be able to score. But in saying that, they are playing the Bulldogs. Um, Isaac Tegel, Taylor May, they're going to be crucial uh, in terms of, of point scoring. Um, Robert Jennings is going to have to play well. I wasn't sure that they would have went with him. Um, in the centres, we, we, I guess we know him best from his days at the Rabbitohs and, and the mm. Tigers as a as a good finishing winner, a winger. He came through as a centre. Uh, he's off to the uh, the Dolphins next year. Hopefully, uh, he can he can produce the goods. Uh, Matt Burton up against his old team. Um, he's going to be very keen to to go well. Josh Adelkar's got a point to prove. Um, but as a winger, you're really dependent upon what's inside <laughs> you to, yeah. you know, um, 
you, it's hard just to create something out of nothing just as a winger. So uh, I'm going to tip Penrith, but I really, I think it's, uh, if ever the Bulldogs have got a chance of beating this side, it, it's, it's this Friday night. Yep. If they can't do it, well, just give them the spoon on the night. Yeah, I agree. On the night. I agree. I've got Penrith winning this one. Um, a guy I want to talk about, with, a lot being said about Penrith and, and I can't really add any more than what you have said, Griff. Um, again, very comprehensive. But for the dogs, I, I do want to talk about player Aaron Shue. I think on the weekend, he actually he's actually been playing some okay football. And on the weekend, he was very strong yet again. Um, it seems to be that when you look at the – I thought Dufty made a few a few decisions where I think if he had his time again, he would have, he would have changed them. One – I don't know if he would, Shane. He, he uh, makes yeah, it happens not. every week. So. Maybe not. Maybe he's, not. He's got a That's few true. things to change. That's a fair call. One, he was lucky. One ended up in a repeat set where it shouldn't have. Um, it just, yeah, he, the mind boggles. Um, I, I think the problem, and we, we said this when we went through our thing, their forward pack is just, it's just shocking. They're, they're coming up against, their forward pack is coming up against Leota, Coruscant, Fisher, Harris, Kikau. Um, that's yeah, uh, gee whiz. That yeah, I can't. That's why I can't see them doing any good. I, I, I think they're going to struggle. The dogs, their backline tends to try hard, but just doesn't get the platform from their forward pack. Um, I've got the Panthers winning. It, it will, you know, it's it's the it's the time for the dogs if they want to win a game. Um, this is the week, but you know it's it's going to take a miracle. I, I still think there's far too much class, considering there's a lot of people who come who are coming through for Penrith. That you know, anyone in Penrith would be a walking start for the Dogs. So that tends to tell me that um, even though they've got some players out, the depth is still very strong there, and and the Penrith Panthers will win on Friday. On Saturday, you still have football to watch at 7.35 from Four Pines Park, Sydney. Oh, the other reason, Penrith are playing at home too. and We know what that's like. Uh, Four Pines Park in Sydney, we have the Sea Eagles of Manly Warringah taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Four outs for either of them. They've only got one. Cherry Evans is out for um, the Manly Seagulls. Um, They've got Saab Bullymore back in. Tapau as well has been named, which is um, which is helpful for them. Um, he's on the interchange bench um, for the for the Warriors. Wade Egan named uh, Rocco Berry and Jesse Arthur's also in there. Bailey Sorensen um, also an option for them. Um, however, in saying that, um, Jesse Arthur's. Uh, is on the is on the reserve. So whether he plays a part uh, will be interesting to see. Um, the Manly Seagulls and the Warriors, they're two sides that seem to have been lost in the first half of the season. Um, where do you see this one going, Griffo? I've, I've got very little to add because really this could be a flip a coin match. Um, it just depends on what side turns up really, doesn't it? on Saturday night? Uh, I, I don't think it's a flip of the coin. Um, yep. I think Manly. Uh, 
They have to win. This is they can't drop this game. I know they're missing. I think it's only uh, Cherry Evans. Cherry Evans is the only one there. Yeah. Um, Schuster. This gives him his opportunity at, at yes. six. Yes. Uh, and uh, I think the Warriors are going to have a lot of trouble handling Josh Schuster at uh, at mm-hmm. five eight. Um, Seagulls. Uh, George Chafua. He hadn't played for a couple of years and. He may never play again after last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fair call. In the couple of years that he's been out of the game, he's forgotten. Um, and to be fair, even before he hadn't appeared, he forgot that when the ball goes up, you actually go catch it. Um, he just didn't attempt. It was pretty poor, actually, yep. um, what he dished up. Uh, Saab's back. Uh, there's just enough quality, I think, in, in Manly uh, to to get the job done here. Uh, you mentioned Tapao comes back. Uh, it's a good bench. Carl uh, Lawton's back from suspension. You've got Dylan Walker coming off the bench. Oh, he's had his injury issues. Um, I'm not quite sure where he's at with that. But uh, they're a huge team, Manly. Yeah. Um, they're huge. To, I've seen them. Uh, earlier in the year, and they're just big humans. Yeah. Um, it hasn't actually worked too well for them, to be to be fair, in, in some games, the lack of mobility. But uh, I can't. Uh, I really can't tip the Warriors. No. Uh, I'd, I'd even have to think about when they play the Bulldogs, when I'm going to tip them. And we talked about <laughs> them earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I just think they're awful. Yep. Um, so I'm going to tip Manly. They have to win this. They're, they're on the edge at the moment, Manly. And if they go down to the Warriors, if they drop two points here, uh, it's not red line through them, but it's it's pencil. Yeah. It's pencil through them if they lose this game. Uh, but yeah. I don't think they will. Uh, so Manly for me. Yep. I've got Manly too. I, I think Manly will win this. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I, really, I really think that the Warriors at the moment are in trouble. They're struggling. Um, I, I I look at the manly side. There's there's some chinks in the armor which which help bring it back to the Warriors. I just can't see the Warriors have struggled to use their their um, weapons. It's it's you know they they're just not they're just not playing well. Um, they can't inject Reese Walsh, and when they do, he does something silly. Um, DWZ. You know, well, enough said there. Rocks or diamonds. Um, rocks or diamonds. He's been um, both this year. He has had some good games. He's had some good games. I think their forward pack is struggling for meters at the moment. A lot of their tries seem to come from inside their 40 when they throw the ball around a little bit and hope that someone slips off a tackle and, and, and they can get a gap. They, they really don't know how to construct a set of six that – that builds pressure, whereas Manly can do that. I, I've got Manly winning this one. Um, are they my joker this week? They could well be. Um, it, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it's just Manly. That's the only thing that worries me on whether you would put them, whether, whether you know, I think they're going to win. They could win by 30 or they could win by four. You know, that's, that's where they're at. And, 
you know, when you got the Panthers playing the dogs, well, yeah, I'm not too sure yet. Well, on Sunday, and and, and incidentally, uh, Saturday, uh, Graham's birthday. That game is on oh. to, yes, Graham's birthday, 4th of June. On Sunday, the 5th of June, uh, at GIO Stadium at Canberra, Canberra Raiders are hosting the Sydney Roosters. Um, for outs for the Raiders, um, we've talked about this guy, <laughs> Jack Whiten. Uh, Josh Papali is out. Of course, he's with uh, Queensland duties. Uh, Daniel Tupo's out. Tedesco out. Lindsay Collins is out, which pushes for them. Joseph Manu, he will play in the fullback role. Um, they've still got um, uh, they've got Suwali back, who who was named as a reserve. Um, you've got Kevin Naguama. He's in the centres with Momorowski. Um, with uh, Nate Butcher, he's also coming in. He's at the lock. Um, Angus Crichton, a lot of people thought he would have gotten picked um, for um, for the uh, Blues. He's there. And as we mentioned earlier, Taki Aho just announced that he's playing his, he's playing his last season for the for the Roosters, for now he's going to um, he's going over to England. Uh, looking at the Canberra Raiders, Matt Frawley will play in the five eights along with Jamal Fogarty and uh, Corey Horsburgh and Joseph Tarpany will be um, the bookends uh, starting there. Corey Harawira and I are also coming back to the bench. It's it's. It's going to be an interesting game, I think, Griffo. It, it, it has a lot of computations that could play out. I don't know whether the distance between the sides is where people are putting it at. However, if the Roosters want to fire and the Roosters want to springboard their season, now's the time, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I, I think they win this game. Um you mentioned that you know there's outs for both teams, but I think I think the Raiders outs are more crucial. Mm. Um, Papaliti is massive for them, and and obviously Jack Whiten is their best player. Um, Jack Whiten was out for a couple of weeks with suspension, and apparently Matt Frawley uh, did really well in those yes. games. So. Um, who's going to team up with Fogarty, uh, interesting, uh, Schneider, who, who played, you know, most of the games this year on the reserves bench. So he's, um, he's a little bit down the list now, young Schneider. Um, I can't, look, they've still got some good players, the Raiders, but without those two key, key men, uh, I think uh, they're going to struggle because, Unfortunately for the Raiders, uh, some of the guys that the Roosters have there uh, who, who didn't get picked for origin, uh, a lot of them as well are multiple premiership winners. Mm. Uh, they got the uh, the absolute star power of, of Joey Manu playing at fullback. It's going to be dangerous for him. Interesting, they got Nagama in the uh, centres and Billy Smith on the wing. Um, I would expect maybe that might change. Uh, but, you know, uh, Suwali, as you say, he's going to be available. Walker and Keary are, are quality players, both of them. So I think the skill level of, of the Roosters gets him home. 
it's still a strong forward pack that the Roosters are fielding. They're they're only missing uh, missing Collins out of the forwards, and obviously Victor Radley is is injured. But um, I just think there's too much quality in the Roosters. They've got a good bench of Connor Watson. Uh, they got the Butcher and the Baker. Uh, no candlestick maker, but uh, they do have Terrell May, who, who's a very, very good prospect. Uh, it's Roosters for me. Yeah, I agree with you, Griff. I've got the Roosters. I, I think, you know, I think when Canberra fans would have looked forward to the to the to the to the draw and and seeing when they're playing the Roosters and thought, oh, we're playing them in in Origin round. How good is this? You know, they're going to have five or six out. Um, you know they don't, and and they've still got a full complement. Uh, Kiri is there with Walker. They've got uh, Crichton. I I think that I, I really think that um, Canberra are going to have to play almost out of their skin to win this game. Um, the the Roosters should should win well. They should put this team to the sword. Um, in saying that, you know it's it's. You know they're not going to get the service out of the out of their own end if if the if the if the Raiders can kick it deep if they can kick to the corners there's no Teddy there to to bring the ball back um, the Ford Pack's going to have to work harder we know that's how you beat the Roosters the way to beat the Roosters is just make them run out of their own end make that Ford make those Fords come ten meters extra every set that ten meters usually means they get a bit lazy. They start giving away penalties. They start giving away six again. And before you know it, you have field position over the Roosters and you didn't have to work hard for it. That's what the Roosters have to combat. They've got to get out of their own end. Um, they've got to help their forward pack out because when they don't, they give away six again. They give away penalties. They give away field position and that's when they lose. So, um, yeah, I've got the Roosters happening and and it should they should win well, but like I said, that's the um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing. I'll tell you what, guys. Um, pretty in depth preview there. Thank you for all of that insight. I know that uh, look, the the punters, if they're they're still with us, we're at just about to get to three hours now. Um, Jamie. It's a well, it's, it's, it shows it's how in, much is happening in rugby league, it's, doesn't it? It's in two parts. It's in two parts, really. We had our A, we had our A to E uh, report card, and now we got the, uh, and now we got the, um, yeah. So we had the report card, which took up a fair bit. Ah, so, oh, mate, it's all, it's all quality it's all, podcast it's all quality. time, and um, the one's parent teacher night. That's yeah. right. <laughs> that's right. Could you imagine yeah, that goes having forever. I've got one of those on my birthday, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, and, and thanks for the birthday oh, really? shout out there too, Shano. Um, yeah, I am celebrating a birthday on the weekend. Lucky, lucky the Rabbitohs have the buy. I don't have to really stress out about a game uh, on the weekend. That's a that's a bit of a birthday present in itself, isn't it? Two Indeed. points in the bag. That's right. All right. Well, thank you for being with us, everyone. We really enjoy your thanks, company this week. Uh, looking forward to uh, short ground this week and Origin. Origin week. Origin Week, people. Have a great week, everyone. Have a good week, guys. Walk barefoot through the grass. Walk by the fox in the grass.